across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Busy show this morning. This morning, this evening, uh, Janie Godley's coming up at uh, 10 o'clock, and she's got a very sweary show. If you're watching on Periscope, you'll hear bad language. You won't hear it on the radio. You dig? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm all thumbs, no action, attention, deficit, distraction. My brain operates on a fraction. All thumbs, no human interaction. I speak in typos, predictive text there. I spell check there. There we go, there's the beep. It's not how it works. By the way, Imani Coppola is, um, uh, thank you. Whoa, careful! You're never sure with an Imani Coppola song if there's going to be swears in it, so you've just got to be careful. By the way, if you're watching on Periscope, you're going to hear swears in the next five minutes, okay? Big swears. As we know, swearing is uh, is, is cool and funny. Uh, you won't hear it on the radio because we'll dump it, but you, the Periscopers won't get the benefit of the dump. That album... Um, uh, Imani Coppola is now released on Bandcamp, and if you go to Bandcamp and type her name in, it will 
come up or something. I don't know. Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. I've just had one and a half large Domino's pizzas and I'm feeling bloated. Um, I did it partly because I'm an idiot. And me and Kath were very excited to go and see the new Frank Zappa documentary uh, this evening. We had tickets for the press screening and we went there and I thought, well, there's not many people here for the Frank Zappa documentary. But we we got waved in and the guy said, your name isn't on the door, but don't worry, I know who you are. You can come in and, and, and sit down and watch it. And we sat down in the cinema and there were about four or five other people. And the film started, bearing in mind this is supposed to be a documentary about Frank Zappa. And I was thinking... Why are we um, getting shots of London's Covent Garden? Where's the? It, it turns out we gone to the wrong. It was the wrong thing. It was a screening of um, a cat named Bob, which is I'm sure is, is is based on a true story. It's about a homeless man whose cat saved him. I'm sure it's a brilliant story, but I was um, set for Zappa, so we got out, snuck out, went and spoke to the man. We said Frank Zappa. He went, no, no, no. That's next week. Next week, an actual. Week early. What a plum. Sweet Lord. Now, if we were LBC, we'd now be doing for a little bit of light-hearted fun. When were you a week early for something? It was cool now. But we're not going to. You can share those stories or not. Um, uh, we got a guest this evening, and uh, she's, uh, she's very funny. And I worked with her in Edinburgh. Um, when I did a little show then, you'll get to hear that at some point in the near future. I don't know when that's coming out. Um, but so, right, some of you will know the name Janie Godley, right? Um, and some of you may not. But if you're on Twitter or Facebook, the odds are you've seen a picture of her in uh, sort of the last two or three months because she did a brilliant, brilliant stunt um, that, that went, as the kids say, it went viral. Um and I'll I'll let her explain what it is. Janie's on the line. Evening, Janie. Hello, my darling. H- how are you doing? You all right? I'm fine. I'm laughing at you going to see that. Oh. I can't name Bob. We had such a joke about him in the podcast because I met that guy in Soho. And I said, can I stroke your cat, the actual real cat? And he said, um, no, he's not feeling well or he doesn't like people today. And my oh. daughter Ashley turned around and went, I bet you he wished Bill Nahi had rescued him. <laughs> and know that irritating man. <laughs> I bet you it's on his shoulder going by the grouch of God. I want to be with Bill Nighy, but I'm stuck with you, you homeless. <laughs> the cat, hang so the, the, the cat doesn't like people on certain days, or has yeah. he got too big for his boots? Yeah, homeless cat, homeless man, no, actually. And me and Ashley laughed for about an hour doing the voices of the cat. Why am I with you and your interesting waistcoats? <laughs> I want to go in the groucho and meet Stephen Fry, but no. <laughs> So we had much more fun than that film probably was. Oh, God, we, we saw 30 seconds of it, and it was still a free film, but we both went, nah, I don't, nah. I can't watch this. It's not the kind of, it's not the, you know, any, obviously it's not got the word pussy in the film title, because that would have made very, well, very different we were in we were in Soho, and had we just taken 100 steps <laughs> to the right, we could have found plenty of movies like that. Yes, yes, and I'm so happy that you mentioned... Um, you know, I, I know you said it was a stunt, but I have to correct you, and I don't mean to be rude. No, go on. It genuinely was a protest. No, you're right. A stunt. And as I said that word, as I said that word, I thought, oh, no, that's that, that's a little bit demeaning to what it was. And so, tell people and what I, it was, what you did. That word rhymes with a bad word, but it, it was actually a protest. So tell, the, the picture that people might have seen yes. is a picture of you on a golf course? Yes, it's on Turnberry Golf Course. I'm holding a reverse piece of Lionel. Um, and it's got Trump as a, and it's, you know, the, the, the word that rhymes with stunt. Yes. 
And um, it was a genuine protest because it was the day of Brexit, because you know that Scotland, uh, had the, the majority of Scotland voted to remain in Europe. Yeah. And I got up really angry at five in the morning and my husband had been up all night watching the referendum, the European election. And um, I said, I'm really angry. And he's like, I, I don't know which level of anger I have to measure that against. And I was so upset. So I got a piece of lino and I said, I'm going to go protest Trump at Turnberry. And Ashley said, my daughter Ashley, she's a stand-up as well, as you know, and she's ever so clever. And she says, why don't you just put on it? All in all, you're just a dick with a wall. <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> I'm going to write, Trump is a... Uh. Yep. What? Why the lino? Because I didn't have any post... You know, my husband's got autism and Asperger's. Yeah. He's thinking of becoming a vegetarian to get a wee bit more attention because clearly that's not getting him enough. <laughs> and um, he's brilliant. He's very high-functioning when he needs to be, but everything needs to be organised. Yeah. And he said, you can't, you don't have a poster. And I said, you collect off-cuts of lino. Oh. And I thought lino is perfect because uh, a waterproof pen, lino, it won't yeah. buckle in Solid. the rains. But it was actually a very hot, sunny day. So I took the bit of lino, I wrote Trump as I see yeah. you next Tuesday, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and I put it on the, the lino and I headed into Turnbury on the protest bus that left from George Square. Oh, there was a bus, was there? Yeah, I found it on Facebook. Oh, OK. There was a bus organised and there was about 40 protesters on that bus, but there was like 160 Police Scotland when we got there, wow. and it's like they got six policemen each, it was like a boy band, and... Um, and when I got there, the police kettled everyone into the car park, and I said, I'm not going into the car park. That's the opposite of protesting. Mm. It's doing what the police tell you what to do. So the reason I'm alone in that picture that became quite an ironic, iconic picture and ironic picture mm. that sort of captured the zeitgeist of that day was because nobody else would, do, would, would oppose the cops. And I'm like, well, that's the opposite of protesting is doing what the police tell so you. So how did you... You say they kettled everyone into the car park. How did you bypass the kettling? Because I said, I'm going to cross the road. And they said, you can't. And I said, are you telling me that nobody can walk in this road with a piece of lino? That's illegal. He said, yes. I said, well, how did those people get the flooring done and appointed to the housing? <laughs> so they just thought, I don't know how to deal with this incredibly scary woman who's possibly premenopausal and she stopped smoking so what do we do so they all just let me go because they couldn't stop me yeah and then i crossed the road and my friend took the picture and i shouted to her make sure you get the hotel make sure you get the helicopter make sure you get the grass in and make sure you get this poster in and as soon as i opened it the police ran towards me and they stopped me and i said what about unt is unt a bad word if i cover up the sea is yeah. that a bad word and they actually had a, a, a small workshop about that <laughs> and decided that that also was a bad word. So I, I have it all in video, and that's what I'm going to be showing oh. at the Leicester Square Theatre show. I'm going to show people the video footage of what actually happened because, to be fair, Police Scotland were kind of on my side, but they were stuck between a rock and that psycho Trump. They were stuck. I often feel sorry. I don't often. I occasionally feel sorry for the police in situations like that because some of them are idiots, but the majority of them are human beings. Absolutely. And they must have felt, you know, they, I'm sure a lot of them agreed with what you were saying. Yeah, there was one one particular policeman who had a big bug beard and bone and he kept, he made that fatal mistake that some people 
people, not policemen, that some people make, and that is, she looks like I could out-argue her. And yeah. he kept picking on me and losing every single argument. And all the other policemen are going, leave her alone. Just, the woman's not doing... And he just kept coming over and trying to... I, I, I don't know if he's unhappy in his personal life, but he kept... And I kept on just beating him in arguments. And what he didn't understand was, is I had nothing else to do. Yeah. I'm sitting on a piece of lino. I quite enjoy arguments, is what I do. Yeah. You know, my daughter says I've dedicated my entire menopause to fighting the other people. And, <laughs> and I'm good at it. Uh, it, it's such a beautiful picture, and, we, and we, there's a show, and there's a show next Tuesday in London, and we'll, we're going to we're going to mention that. We're going to I'm going to retweet all the links and all of that stuff as yeah, well. It's a beautiful picture. It's I mean, and such itself, a good picture. It's a beautiful composition. It, it, and just with the copper on the left, perfect for a poster because you can put all the text yes, in I the did. middle. <laughs> you are quite scary, Janie. Oh, well, I don't think I am. No. I think I'm reasonable and confrontational, but I would always stick up. I always stick up for for, for the, the person that's being bullied. I am quite scary, but I would always... I may swear, I may be loud, but I'm a socialist. I'm against food banks. I'm against benefit sanctions. I'm against people being bullied. I'm against racism. So I might be loud and aggravating, but it's for all the right reasons. Hang on, are you are you the um, the liberal elite that I've heard so much about recently? Well, I was born in a hovel. I come from absolute poverty. I, I left school at sixteen because I had no shoes, and my parents were separated, and I went hungry three days a week because my mum was an alcoholic. She ended up murdered. My mum had a lot of problems, so she never ever filled the paperwork in. So I went without dinner at dinner school for the dinner tickets lots of times. I had quite a difficult poverty. But upbringing, but I'm very proud of the fact that I, I worked hard and I try hard to be good and I try to do the right thing for other people. I'm not always good at it, but I do my best and try. Now you've written. Now, I, I I didn't know that you'd written a book, and literally, I've I've just ordered the book online before before the show started. I, I, I'm guessing uh, it, all of this stuff. It sounds incredible and it's shocking stuff, but this is true. This was your childhood growing up, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I had quite a difficult. I was abused as a kid, and then um, I eventually put my uncle in prison for it. And I grew up, my mum and dad separated, and then she got murdered. And then my brother died of HIV-related oh. illnesses. And then I married into a gangster family. And then I took over a pub, and then my husband's family didn't tell me they had guns in the house, and I got caught and I got put in prison for that, but only for one night, because I was really good at arguing with the police <laughs> even back then. <laughs> but they well, weren't mine. Uh, yeah, the, I, the thing is, I was, listen, I was scared of you, and I don't know why I was scared of you, right? <laughs> But you were so cu- you've been so kind to me on Twitter when I got in a little bit of trouble last year with the BBC, and I was so touched um, that that you've been so kind and you, you said some really nice things about me. But I was still quite scared of you. But that's the thing is, I do try and stick up. Yeah, no, for, you do. You know, for for the people that are always getting put down, I'm a good person to have on your side if you're getting put down because yeah, I, I swear a lot, and people always say to me, uh, I'm a yes voter in Scotland, so a lot of the no voters always pick up on the fact that. A lot of the unionists and conservatives in Scotland pick up on the fact that I swear, yeah, but I don't vote for a party that gave Ian Duncan Smith the right to starve people who get cancer and drag them into the workplace like the I. Daniel Blake situation. You might say I can swear, 
But I would spend all night doing watercolours and paintings to sell them for food banks, and, and I would do my best to help as much as I can. I would never vote for any party that punished the poorest and the weakest among us and drove women and men and children into food banks yeah. and left people dying of cancer as they had to fill in a, a back-to-work placement. That is a horrific set of circumstances. I'm not that, but I do swear. <laughs> and then... Uh, then we did this silly little show in Edinburgh one afternoon. I loved it. It was fun, wasn't it? And you were so, I tell you, you were so delightful and so funny. Oh, bless you. And I tell you, I, and I, I fell in love with you. And there, were, there was, A, I fell in love with you when I saw you. It's like, oh, this is going to be fun. But there was, you did something which you probably didn't even, uh, uh, maybe you didn't acknowledge. You did something really, really kind to me during that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You did. And I was so, I was so touched. There was, um, we have history in that I came and saw your daughter do a show years and years ago when yeah, she was like 13, 13, 13 right? And I was, I don't know if I was on, I think I was on the telly then, I must have been. Yeah. And, and I was a bit cocky and full of myself and I kind of did a sort of under my breath heckle that I'm not particularly proud of, if, if <laughs> I'm honest. It was funny. I know you did, but I'm not particularly proud of it. And I look back and it was, I was full of arrogance and probably lots full of lots of other bits and pieces as well. And um, during th- this came up during the show that we did in Edinburgh. <clears throat> and you, you kind of hinted at it and you looked at me and you said, do you want me to tell the story or not? And I said, no. And you didn't tell the story. Of course not. Why would I? Well, I know, but because it would have got a laugh. And there are some people... It doesn't have to be a laugh. And do you know what, Ian? You weren't cocky and silly. Well... You were being an objective audience member. And if my daughter wants to be a stand-up comedian at 13 and put herself up there, then she will take the critique and she will take anything that comes to her. And she did. And do you know what? It was one of the highlights of the show. That's why you remember it. (laughs) Because it was funny. And she enjoyed it. And you shouldn't put yourself down. You know, when we're younger... And we have got that lack of self-awareness that everybody has sometimes. Yeah. Every, we still have it. We all still have a, a sense of a lack of awareness. And we sometimes forget ourselves. And if people can't forgive bits in us and only like the bits that they like and want to take away the bits they don't like, then that's fine. That's how the world works. But you don't have to be a dick all your life. And you're not... So don't put yourself down. Well, I guess it was very kind. You could have gone for a laugh at, yeah. at, at the expense of me, and you di- you didn't, and I really appreciate that. Oh, thank and, you. I uh, guess it's not my style. Well, <laughs> I know it's not. Um, you, you've got the show next Tuesday. Uh, uh, is no, it? it's 50, the it's 15th. The 15th of November. The 15th. Okay, so it's the week out. It's, um, don't uh, panic me. I'll have to start packing if you see it. Don't panic, week. guys. It's at the Leicester Square Theatre. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna tweet the link. I'm going to let you, because we've got... A, there we go. You heard that on Periscope. It's called Trump is a C-word, dear listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's... Uh, it, it, I mean, I don't want to ruin the show, but did you get arrested for that? Well, no, they tried a good few times, and then Trump sent his security detail after me which is one of the highlights of the show, the poor two American men coming to argue with Janie, who stopped smoking on a diet and premenopausal. God love them. They had no idea what they were approaching. See, I don't understand how people can't look at my face and go, avoid, 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 whatever that is, avoid. <laughs> it's so... It- it was so good. When did you know that it had kind of gone viral? Because I've had, I've had one, two things maybe go viral, and it's when someone else posts them on my timeline, not realising it's me, that you kind yeah. of think, oh, this has become a thing now. 
I didn't know. I was on the bus when I originally tweeted the original picture, which is a beautiful picture. I, I love Big Dara Brain said to me, he said, forget what's in that sign. The very fact, just your face and that policeman's face and that composition of the, the buildings behind you. And I tweeted it on the bus coming home. And within about a minute and a half, my timeline started to get flooded. And I'm thinking, what, what is, why can't I reach the top of my timeline? What's going on? And it was all over the world, and people didn't know it was me. But what was lovely was a lot of my American friends who are stand-ups, you know, like Jim Jeffries yeah. and Lynn Ferguson and people in LA are going, that's Janie. They're tweeting that and they don't know it's Janie. That's Janie in that picture. And it wasn't, it was just a moment in history. That man has just put people out of their houses in Aberdeen. And the news today, there's a wee Scottish woman, a wee Scottish widow who's 90-odds, um, and he's, he's actually stopped the water going to her house. Oh, nice we, guy. We Molly Forbes now has to go and leave her cottage and have to go and get rainwater to bath in because he's stopped the water. And that is what he is. I don't care. He's a big enough man to be able to take my criticism. And people have said, you should stop that. You'll bring down the American government. What, me? With a bit of lino? <laughs> How weak is the American government that I can destroy it with a bit of reverse lino? There's a brilliant... Um, was it on the BBC? There was a brilliant documentary a few years ago about Trump. Um, I think it's, it was... It's been it, trumped. Yeah, and it's about the golf course and about yeah, how he was bullying. Trumped. It's a wonderful, it won lots of awards. So good. And it won the Glenn Siddick Whiskey Award. And it's and just so about him bullying, bullying he, people. Yeah, he was so annoyed that Glenn Siddick gave them an award. They ripped all the Glenn Siddick Whiskey out of these <laughs> hotels and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scotland for you, Billy. Yay! We like that you made that. And, you know, people are saying to me, well, what about Hillary? Well, see, Hillary comes to Scotland and kicks a 92-year-old woman out of her house. She'll get a piece of lino as well. What else are you doing, Janie? Are you, I mean, you, the, the book I mentioned, by the way, you can still mm-hmm. get it on Amazon. Handstands in the dark. Um, yeah. I've just ordered a copy, so there's one less out there. What okay. are you? Are you still? Are you doing stand up and bits and pieces yeah. still? I run a comedy club in Glasgow called Wild Cabaret every Thursday. It's Wild Cabaret every single Thursday. Um, and I do stand-up. I'm, I'm doing um, a BBC panel show tomorrow called Breaking the News. And Ashley and I, my daughter Ashley Story, she just went viral the day we won her crazy videos. And she and I do a podcast every week called Janie Godley's Podcast. And it gets about 100,000 hits a week. It's hey. really, and it's been going five years. Yeah. So we're very prolific about putting stuff out and being on the web. And, you know, you don't have to wait for TV companies to come to you. You can start making your own content. And we are big believers in that, like Richard Heron and Patton Oswalt, who made the speech at the TV festival in Aspen, about comics just waiting on people coming to knock their door. You don't have to. You can put out your own content and an audience will follow. So I do that and I I do my own hand-painted T-shirts for Trump. Um, well, obviously not for him. <laughs> and um, you can get him on my website as well. So I do painting, I do comedy, I do stand-up, and, and I can't wait to come to London to do my show. I'm so super excited. com is the website. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, there we go, there we go. Store and merchandise, look, all of that stuff, brilliant. Um, and it's the 15th at the Leicester Square Theatre. Yeah, it's at half past nine, but it's on a Tuesday, so I like to say to people... See you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, Janie, it's so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Let's catch up. And thank you for having me on, on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, you know, you keep your chin up. 
Just you always keep your chin up. Don't let any haters get you down. You only are as good as the, the niceness you feel inside, and you're a good person inside. And if anybody tells you any different, you send them to me, buddy. Thank you, Janie. I love you. Take care. Okay, love you. Bye. Lots of love. Bye-bye. There we go. Janie Godley, you see. Uh, JanieGodley.com is the website. Um, and uh, the show, Trump is a C-word, is uh, on Tuesday, the 15th of November, at the Leicester Square Theatre. She's brilliant. She's so funny. I think she's so funny. We, we recorded a panel show that's going to be out, uh, an audio panel show that will be out sometime later in the year. I'll let you know when. And... Um, she was hilarious. She was hilarious. And before it, we said, right, do you want to go through the questions? She goes, no, nope. don't want to know. Don't want to know what the questions are. You just do it and, and we'll do it. And she was, and we were just laughing out loud. So funny. Um, right. The show continues, guys. 0844 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. A week early for the screening of the Frank Zappa documentary. I was all set for it. I was in um, Costa today. Watching Zappa videos on YouTube, getting in the vibe, man, of those crazy time signatures and chord changes. And we went to see the film. Our names weren't on the list. The guy waved us in because my face is my ticket. And um, we sat down and... uh, it was all started off in Covent Garden. I'm thinking, well, Frank, I don't, as far as I'm aware, Frank Zappa doesn't have a particularly strong connection with Covent Garden. And then it was the, what looks like a brilliant film about that man who falls in love with a cat and it saves his life. That darn cat or something. A cat called Bob. Catherine and I looked at each other, went, nah, I don't think so. And we got up and we left. We left. It was a free film. A freebie. 0844-499-1000. We got up and we left um, a freebie. Imagine that. That's how little I wanted to see that film. Now, of course, if that film is advertising with us, it looks brilliant, I think you should all go. But my mouth was um, set for sweet. Instead, I got bitter. And it jars. You know that feeling? It kind of jars. Um... So we didn't uh, see it. Well, I want to know, right, you know the film about, it's called A, a, a Cat Called Bob or something? And it's based on, it's a true story, okay, about a cat that saves a ho- homeless man's life. And then he said a holy man. He saves a homeless man's life. Brilliant, right? Great, that's great. Now, the cat, I believe, is played by the cat, right? So the cat is played by the cat. That makes sense. But the man is played by an actor. How does that work? How has the cat got a better agent than the man? The cat's played by the cat and the man's played by an actor. It looks like, um, (laughs) from what little I've seen of it, and literally all I've seen are the opening 30 seconds and um, the poster on the side of a bus. That's all I've seen of it, right? But from those two small elements, 
it looks very much in the style of um, uh, Eddie the Eagle Edwards film. It looks very, very similar to me. Uh, and I never wanted to see the Eddie the Eagle Edwards film. There was a period a few months ago where you'd go to the cinema and, and literally they'd be showing like six, seven minute long trailers. Not literally, it's a lie. But it felt like six or seven minute long trailers for that bloody Eddie the Eagle Edwards film. The show's supposed to be celebratory, Ian. Where's the celebration? Well, Eddie the Eagle Edwards is a nice guy. I've worked with him. I've been ice skating with Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Yeah. For, what was it for? It might have been the one show, but it might have been the one show. Or Watchdog. But what story, what story could possibly have a scene with me ice skating with Eddie the Eagle Edwards? I can't think. I've literally got no idea. I would ask you if what it was, dear listener, but if it was on the one show, you wouldn't have seen it. So Eddie's nice. I'm sure the cat's nice. I'm sure the homeless man is nice. I'm sure everybody's nice. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we call you back. Let's go to Jorge. Good evening, Jorge. Hey, how you doing? Sorry? I said, hey, how you doing? Oh, I thought you said bend over. No, I didn't say that. Are you sure? That would be a really, uh, that would be a really unusual, that would be the kind of thing you would say if you were phoning one of those jazz lines, you know, the 0898 numbers, and you didn't have much credit. So you wanted to, yeah. you needed to get it over and done with as quick as possible. So the lady answers, hi there, big boy, and you go, bend over. No, I had an ex-girlfriend used to work for the sex lines. Really? Yeah, yeah, you tried to chat her up once in, uh, in, the, in the church in Muswell Hill. I tried to chat her up in a church in Muswell Hill? Yeah, you know the one. Oh, I know. Yeah, OK, I know the one. I don't think I tried to chat her up precisely. <laughs> oh, you did. No, it's all good, though, no, no, I didn't. No, hang on a minute. Oh, no, I didn't. No, oh, hang on a minute. I didn't try to chat anyone up in a church in Muswell Hill. Oh, yeah, you did. No, I and didn't. He was a, a bit of a character, I think, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, Jorge. Thanks for calling. What on earth is he talking about? 0844-499-1000 is the phone number. Alan! What kind of cake? Gay cake! Francis Wattie cake for me. A what cake? Francis Wattie. Fancy. Fancy squash. I thought you said uh, fan, a fancy squashy cake. No, the lead singer of Status Quo. Yeah, the lead singer, the only singer of Status Quo. Uh, he's going to be on the show maybe Thursday. Oh, look forward to it. Look forward to it because it's going to be excellent. I can play you a tiny little taster. Hang on, this is it. Thank I you. saw you in concert about five or six years ago. It was f-ing brilliant. In Wembley Did Arena. Did you say f-ing brilliant on here? Well, it's, it's a pre-record. We uh, can f-ing ouch. F-ing. Exactly. So that's happening. The dump button was going over time. Yeah, well, it was the bleep button. The old bleepy button. Uh, no. I wonder how many times that was bleeped. Well, just, just those. There's literally... That's literally all of the bleeps. And the last caller was talking about Bendera. That's an actual person. Yeah, I know. It's it's the name of a pornographic um, filmmaker. And he used to be a drummer. Did he? Yeah. You've got me speechless there, Alan. 
I don't know much about Bendover. Yeah, he used to be a drummer before he'd done adult films. Well, he's good with rhythm, isn't he? You can tell that from his movies. Especially uh, when he banged a drum. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, what you got for us tonight, Cads? Um, I was going to play a game of uh, playing bingo. Of what? LBC bingo. Okay. Okay. Well, what do you think those guys are talking about right now? Well, I think, as it's just happened, we're winning over Great British Bake Off. They're not going to do a whole hour out of Great British Bake Off. No, I think they'll do about 15 minutes of it. They don't, though. Then move on to something else. No, no, no. They do hours. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Caddick, right? I've never, ever, ever in my life seen the Great British Bake Off, right? Never seen it. No longer on BBC now. Well, I've never seen it. So tonight I decided I'd watch the last 15 minutes of the last ever Great British Bake Off with the original cast and crew. Yeah. Um, bit boring, isn't it? Well, I, I know, I know who won because I got a spoiler. Well, no, it's finished. It's, fi- it's finished now. So we. No, but some might watch old catch up. Yeah. That's true, I suppose. Um, but I, I was worried that I'd watch it and go, "Oh, this is brilliant," and um, then have to catch up with the last fifteen seasons of it. But luckily. Uh, I found it quite tedious, and I don't know. Bit pony? Yeah, bit pony. Um, Mel and Sue didn't do a lot, and I, li- I like Mel and Sue. I like Mel in particular. I think Mel is brilliant, right? But I don't... Yeah, um, they're both very funny. I don't... I don't uh, but then they didn't really have a lot to do, right? But um, I was watching... I, di- I didn't know that Paul Hollywood was a scouser. I didn't know that either. I've never heard it. Wagged. Have you ever watched it before? Only once. Well, then, you'll have heard him speak, yeah? I thought it was a Southampton accent. This is the third time you've left me speechless. Yes, it is, Lee. Sorry, someone was asking the question on Periscope, and I just had to answer yes. Was was it Sheridan? No. Lee was asking, is this the uh, the presenter from BBC 3CR? And I went, yes, yes, it is. Um, I I don't think Southampton has an accent. Have you ever heard Fred Dardage? Yeah, he doesn't have an accent. Well, it's a bit of an unusual place not to have an accent on the South Coast. Which <laughs> that sentence doesn't even now take those words and put them in order. Right. So you reckon you reckon LBC will be talking about the Great British Bake Off? Yes. I reckon it's gonna be foreign aid. Uh, yeah, of course, with, with all the migrants left the jungle in Calais. That's got nothing to do with what I just said. Shall we see what they're talking about? Let's go for it. Here we go. Hitting the play button. Hang on a minute. Their, their website's not very good. Hang on. Is the internet playing up again? Your, my fist will be playing up in a minute. Hang on. Oh, the bloody... Their website's crashed, which is great news for... Um, here we go. Here we go. Click on this. Uh... It's not working, Alan. Oh dear! So um, we'll we'll never know. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk, dude. There's literally no chance of you coming on. Hello. 
Yeah, there's no chance of you coming on. So I, I would suggest, because when you, when you ring through and get connected, it costs you seven pence a minute, probably more if you're calling from a mobile. So... I was I was going to ring you and say like uh, that wasn't it wasn't anything to get you like paranoid about anything. No, no, uh... no. But the, the the thing is, I don't want you on the show. So I would oh, if I if okay. I were you, fella, I would put the phone down. I would save your money, save your embarrassment, <laughs> save your embarrassment. He's gone. There we go. That was weird, wasn't it? That's was weird. Though. I kind of know half of what he was talking about. The other half, I haven't got a clue. Um, but that's the beauty of it, ga- guys. Cook, 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 cookability. That's the beauty of gas. Huh? That's the beauty of gas. Right. We've established that um, the other side are talking about um, migrants. So um, that leaves us with free reign to talk about anything that we want to talk about. If someone can explain to me the joy of uh, the Great British Bake Off. Because, honestly, I, I, I've not seen any of it. I've only seen the trailers for it. Um, and it just doesn't seem to be my my thing, really. It doesn't... never thought it was my um, my thing. So, I thought... I, well, it was, we, were, we were there, and there was not a lot on, um, you know, going on in the office. And I thought we ought to talk about something you know and and maybe we'd watch the great british bake-off and maybe i'd be sucked in to the rabbit hole but um i didn't get it now it's the final so i'm guessing the final is obviously um i'm being told on periscope that abba are reuniting is that true for concerts oh they're so smug oh we're never gonna oh we will never be doing the reuniting Viva never do the reuniting. I kept saying that, didn't they? Oh, we're never going to do the reuniting. We don't need to do it because of our age. Um, one of them, the blonde one, Agneta, um, uh, had stage fright, didn't she? I think she had stage fright. Now, she, have I got this right? She married a prince. They all, they're all multi-millionaires. She married a prince, didn't she? Or was it Anna Frieda? It was Frieda. She married a prince, um, and there was someone was living on an island and stuff. But they're all getting back together. Well, that'd be good. I don't. I, I, again, this is supposed to be a show that celebrates stuff, and I, I can't really. Um, I, I'm trying not to be too negative, but um, I don't. I, I mean, Abba did a few good um, pop songs, right? They did, but they're all they're, okay. They did some good songs, right? But the problem I have with ABBA is, um, their songs all sound of they sound very similar. There's no progression. If you listen to the Beatles from um, "I Want to Hold Your Hand" all the way up to uh, "Let It Be," there is a journey. You can hear um, the journey from A to B. But with ABBA, what you listen to Waterloo from Waterloo to I don't know. Thank you for the music. They're all um, kind of similar, aren't they? They're all a little bit um, the same, really. And, and, you know, they're good, but I just like a little bit more variety in my old uh, pop music. Don't you think? 0844 
0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I mean, Waterloo is a masterpiece. Let's name the five good ABBA songs, shall we? Waterloo, Mamma Mia is good. What's the one that goes dun 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 Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. Hip hip hip. What kind of cake, you loser? Uh, lesbian drizzle. Thank you very much indeed. It's, <laughs> qu- it's quite. Anyway, uh, Ray, um, Ray, it, yeah. Ray. That's quite an unpleasant phrase. Sorry. So maybe next time we can have a different type of drizzle. Okay. All right. God bless um, you. God bless you for that. Anyhow, um, call in uh, with regard to your conversation last night with Gatford. Um, you'll have to remind me, because I don't um, remember what we did. It's about a certain vocal tendency of yours. Oh, yeah, the shush, shush, shush. Yes. I've uh, actually found an appropriate piece of music. Oh. I'll just give you a quick burst. Please do. Here we go, listen to this. Is that? Uh, it's by, um, it's actually Japanese. It's by the J Girls. Oh, I heard a Japanese song the other day and I forgot it was. By the way, there are people arguing with me on, on Twitter, right, about the time Tommy Boyd came on my radio show and we had an argument. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, okay. And people are, people are, I mean, this is like six, seven years after the event. People are mm. still, people are still buying it as though it was an actual argument. Yeah, who, who punked who? Yeah, Tommy was coming. Here's the thing. Tommy was coming on the show. That was going to yeah. happen. And the day before, I emailed him and said, Tom, listen, you're coming on. It's us. We should probably do something, shouldn't we? And he went, that's a marvellous idea, dear boy. What should we do? And I said, well, I'll be a bit arrogant and cocky. You don't tell me what you're going to do and we'll see what happens. And that's what happened. And there are people on Twitter now going, yeah, Tommy destroyed you. Well, <laughs> it was a, a, it was a setup. B, it was my idea. C, I do hope Tommy's all right. I've emailed him a couple of times in the last couple of months. I've heard nothing from him. So I uh, I do hope that Mr Boyd, if anyone knows Mr Tommy Boyd, if they could send a message um, to him and just say, peace and love, man, peace and love, that would be awesome. Because I remember that time you spoke to me, it sounded like he had just woken up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all, it was all, it was all a scam. And I feel I'm betraying my roots by, um, by, by even saying that. But it was all a scam. All oh, right, and uh, then he hung up on you as well. Oh, that was rude. That was just that was just bad manners on his part. Yeah, but you, you, you know you'll forgive and forget, and well, happily have him on again. Well, I, I'll, I I don't know if I'll forgive or forget, but I'll, I would happily have him on again. Yeah, it'll be nice to hear him again, and who knows, maybe he'll come home to talk radio. Well, there, there were moves to try and get him to come and do some cover shifts. Oh, was I not yeah. supposed to say that? But I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I know that I, I gave the boss his phone number, but, but beyond that, uh, who knows Who knows what happened? So that was ages ago. It'd be nice, but um, um, I suspect there are other things going on in Tommy Boyd's life. 0844 499 
thousand is the telephone number. Kyle! Evening, you all right? I'm all right, Kyle. Cool. Well, I was just thinking, it's uh, a monumentous anniversary today. Um, it's well, we're, no, we're a couple of weeks off from the time I got sacked from the BBC. It's November the 13th. I don't know what it is. It's seven days since Taste Like Food. Taste Like Food. Hey, classic, absolute classic radio there. So I was thinking, since you don't particularly want to discuss Bake Off, yeah. why don't you do like uh, a Bake Off Poker? Something like that. A what? Bake Off Poker. What? what? I don't know what that means. Well, it's like... A Bake Off... Po- are you saying Bake Off Porker? Poker. Say it again. Say it again quickly. Bake Off Porker. You're saying Porker. Poker. P-O-K-E-R. Yeah, you're saying poker when I say porker. Let me hear you say Parker. Parker! I say porker, and then you say poker, but before that you say porker. Parker. Yeah, porker. Now you're saying parker is in, uh, you, yes, my lady. No, Parker. That's, that's not a bad impression. That's not a bad impression of Parker, is it? Literally, that's I've never bad. never done before. Yes, my lady. Literally never done that before. And I just, yeah. it just rolled off the tongue. David Graham was the man who voiced that for many years. Uh, and he died recently. He did. Yeah, yeah. These, he did. these all, all uh... do you know what? I got the fright of my life this morning when I walked past the shop. You seen the front page of the Star? Pete Burns, yeah. how I came back from the dead. I was oh, thinking, oh. flipping heck. That's a story. Of course, he's still dead. Um, He's talking about the last time he came back from the dead. But I was thinking, just say say it quickly. Bake off pork. Say it again. Bake off porker. Yeah, you're saying porker. Doesn't sound like to me. It it, it doesn't sound like that to you, but that's what, I swear to God, Kyle, that is what is coming out of your mouth hole. It's not because I've got, like, the, the, I've been home for too long, the northern accent. Uh, if I said it with my London voice, would that make it easier? Let's hear the London voice. Bake off poker. Let's hear the London boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, there's another sad story. The London boys, they both died, didn't they, in a car crash, I believe, in Monaco. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, that, what was their song? London nights, I want to party now, I want to party now. London nights. There was a, um, they were both very muscular. There was a, a black guy and there was like an Italian-looking guy, white and with, with very dark hair and dark eyebrows. Very, very muscular. And they're going, London nights, I want to party now, I want to party now. London nights, I want to party now. And, yeah, they died. I th- How the hell do I know this? They died in a car crash in Monaco. Are you not thinking of Siegfried and Roy? No, they got attacked by their tigers in Las Vegas. They're still alive. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I've gone wrong. Sorry. Um, I've been to Monaco. I got paid to go to Monaco for four hours to talk about a video game, right? And um, I had an hour spare, so I walked around Monaco. And you can walk around Monaco literally in 20 minutes. It's tiny. It's absolutely <clears throat> tiny. You have to get there. Well, I don't know if you have to get there by helicopter, but we got there by helicopter. Um, and it's really tiny. And I'm not... It, like a lot of really posh places... Or ex- like a lot of very expensive places, I couldn't see what the attraction was. It's like I drove past the Ritz tonight, and um, if you go and have tea at the Ritz, it's something like forty quid a head, mm. and that's for tea and scones. It might even be more than that now, right? Um, 
And I just kind of wonder why anyone would spend that much money to go to the Ritz or to go to Monaco when they're both quite... Well, the Ritz, I mean, the Ritz is nice and stuff, but why would you spend that much money when you can go to old Joe's Caf and get a cup of tea for one pound twenty-five? Well, it's the, it's the status thing, isn't it? People want to say, oh, I've been to the Ritz for me tea. I can, well, I can understand why you might, um, you know, send your mum and dad on their 50th wedding anniversary. Mum, dad, because it's very nice people bought you tea at the Ritz. You know, and that would be nice, you know. It would be a nice thing to do. Although if my kids did that for me, I'd be going, but we could have gone for a cup of tea down Joe's Cafe for £1.25. What are you doing, boys? I've brought you up wrong. Um, so I can understand that being a nice thing to do. But most places that are really, really expensive, um, Fortnum and Mason, is an, hmm. I mean, it, why would you not go to Lidl? Well, I took my nan to uh, afternoon tea, uh, a restaurant run by uh, somebody, I think, who's on Channel 5 now, anyway. I took her for uh, afternoon tea, and they <clears throat> big people on yeah. Channel 5. Yeah. And uh, my nan, in, uh, I think she was 90, uh, complained about the bread, and it was overpriced, but she said uh, it was mouldy, but it was just because it had herbs in it, but she was convinced it was mouldy and wouldn't eat it. So... Well. 25 quid ahead. Strike me down with a feather. Chris and Simon are still having a go at me on Twitter about the uh, Tommy Boyd thing. Do I tell them it was a joke or do I just let them stew? Just tell them it was a Well, just be honest. Just be honest. Be transparent and open. But they now, if I say that now, they won't believe it because they, they'll have to somehow save face. And I don't think they're even following me, these two guys. Oh, Chris is... And, um, there they both are. I'll let them stew. That's what I'll do, Carl. I'll let them, I'll let them, I'll let them think that I'm a knob. I'll, 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 I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I can take being a knob on the chin. Well, I was going to say, you can, uh, oh. block them. Chris, why, why, Chris blocked you, Kath. What did you do to get a warrant blocking from Chris? Ian DJ's great, but Tommy's a great DJ. Uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them stew. Or, or should I block them? <gasps> should I block them? No, just mute them. Don't block them. Okay. Mute them. Okay. Thank you. I don't, I don't know my Twitter cat yet. I'm still struggling with my Twitter cat. Yeah, if you mute them, it's just like they're shouting into an empty room. But if you, if you block them, they'll know they've got to you. But yeah. mute them, and then nobody hears them. Yeah. All right, Carl. Nice one, mate. Thank you for that. No worries. Bye. Ta ta. Bye bye. Um, oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Oh, right. After the news at eleven, remind me to tell you about performance ring that's coming up, um, and also there's going to be another performance ring in February. I have the date, so I, I will sort all that that out, dear listener. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Man, lots to talk about in the next two hours of the show. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. It's as simple as that. I'm Ian Lee. It's 11 o'clock and this is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July The way your face lit up the entire sky Had to look away because it hurt my eyes The way you hit me was a big surprise 
being in a sense, but I felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day. This Sunday, oh, goodness, stop that. So this Sunday, it's uh, the first, uh, is it the first performance ring? It's the first performance ring we've done. Uh, tickets have sold out, guys. Um, so sorry about that. And there, was, there has been, and my fault, there has been some confusion over who's performing and who isn't. I sent out what I thought at the time was a very clearly worded email, which was actually, it was brought to my attention, it was quite a vaguely worded email. So apologies if um, there's any confusion. You will have had an email... In the last two weeks, if you are performing, asking what your act is and what your technical requirements are. If you've not had that email, then you are not performing. If you're a performer, get there for six o'clock. Uh, the doors open at seven and we'll start the show at half seven. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be like. You know, literally got no idea. It could be a disaster. But even if it's a disaster, it will still be... Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way. We'll call you back. 
even if it's a disaster, um, it'll still be an evening, won't it? Where, you know, we can, we may watch the birth of some new acts. We may watch, one of the guys that's coming to do some singing has lost his voice. So that, but he's still going to do it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Someone's going to be pushing a wheelbarrow. Um, someone is, um, well, I don't want to give too much away. Um, but there's, we've got some really interesting, different kinds of acts, and I'm looking forward to it. So if you're coming, it'd be nice to see you there, um, and we're looking forward to it. So that's this Sunday. There's one on Sunday, December the 11th, and we need a few more acts for that. So if you're interested, Ian, I-A-I-N, at ianlee.com. Um, and I've just put tickets up for sale for the third one, February, Sunday, February the 26th, 2017. Wow. Now, I know that's months and months away, um, but it will sell out. You know, the others have sold out um, within like two days. So um, this will uh, sell out. So my suggestion is get in there, sharpish. Don't be disappointed. And if you want to do an act for that, um, again, send me an email. And when I say an act, right, try and... I mean, if you want to come and sing, you know, what we haven't what we haven't got room for, because it's the, the, the venue will be rammed, if you just want to sing a song, unless it's Close to the Edge by Yes or something of that length, if you just want to sing one song, um, then we're probably going to have to pass, I'm afraid. Because if we had... Uh, we'd need about 30 acts all singing one song to, and we just wouldn't have the time or the room or anything like that. Um, but if you want to sing like three songs, then, then we can talk. The ideal time length of an act is I would say, and this is from someone who's done a lot of live stuff where it's gone well and where it's gone very, very badly. The, the optimum length of time is somewhere between eight and 12 minutes. I think any less than eight, then it's not really worth you getting up on the stage. Any more than 12, um, even if you're really good, it's going to feel like it's dragging on a bit. And if the act isn't going very well, 12 minutes feels like forever. Forever. Um, and if you're doing an act, we want you to succeed, you know. And I'm happy if you want to chat with me on the email or something before. I'm happy to go through, you know, some bits and pieces. But I want the act to be you. Um, so... Think of something different. Think of something... I mean, singing and, and, and coming on and telling a few jokes and stuff, that's fine. That's fine. And we've got a few people that come in to do that, and I'm really looking forward to that a lot. Um, but, like I say, we've got someone who's going to be pushing a wheelbarrow. We've got someone who's going to be um, reciting poetry via Skype. Brilliant. We've had a couple of people who have made short films. Fantastic. I don't think they've ever made short films before, either of them. So that's going to be great. Um, so, I mean, you can literally come and try anything. Come and try anything. You know, if you're a harpist. When I used to do a variety night in Camden, I used to run a variety night. Were you there, Emma, the night we had the harpist? Um, we had this harpist and she came and she, um, I, where had I seen her? Where I, maybe I'd seen her when we had the Japanese band over in Kilburn. And, um, she came on. With the harp. And A, it's just a thing of beauty. She was quite a short young lady. and This harp was massive. It's a thing of beauty seeing someone... Didn't she... Oh, no, I'm confusing my timelines. 
Um, anyway, and she wheeled this harp on stage, and everyone's thinking, oh, this will be nice, we're going to have some harp music for ten minutes. But she was, I remember she played Nirvana on the harp. Did she come to three counties? I think she must have come as a result of that then, yeah. Um, and it was brilliant. Now, obviously, that's her act, and she, she does that as her job, is going around playing Nirvana on the harp, you know. You don't need to have as formal an act as that, okay? You don't need... To have a honed act like that. This is what, you know, is I keep thinking of all these good ideas for acts, right? One of the reasons I started doing that variety night was because I saw this singing nun um, do a show, a kids show. I took my boys to see it. It was a bloke dressed up as a nun singing kids songs. And I thought, oh, do you know what? That would work brilliantly in front of an adult audience. And it turned out that he, she... Um, actually did go and do adult cabaret anyway. So I was kind of right. But I, I wanted her to come and do... The kids' show for audience, I think, because I, be, I, I want, I like the idea of seeing a kids' entertainer in front of an adult audience because the stuff still works. But here's a good act. I keep thinking of all these good acts. If someone wants to do this, it'd be great. If someone wants to come and show their family holidays, their slides, that wouldn't that be brilliant? Someone comes. Ideally, you'd need a slide projector. We could we could work out a way of doing it on the computer. But they just come and show their family slides. I could watch that for ten minutes. I would, I would love that. That's Nana. She, sadly, she died. Um, um, it was a freak wind sailing accident. Do you know what I mean? That, that kind of thing. Um, I would pay top dollar to see that. What I'm trying to say, dear listener, is on December the 11th, we've still got quite, I've, I've, I think I've booked three acts for Sunday, December the 11th. I'm, I'm not even really thinking about it until we've got this one out of the way. And February the 26th, we'll take a break in January because everyone's skint in January. And February the 26th, um, you can come and do whatever you want. The only limit is your imagination, guys. 0844 499 1000 is the phone number. Dom, come to you after this. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I think Periscope. Can someone on Periscope tell me is it still working? Because I moved it and I think I might have just moved it just out of range of the Wi Fi. I'm going to move you back, guys, because I think I've moved you just out of range of the Wi-Fi. I don't know. I think I've, I think I've broken Periscope, Catherine. Oh, well. I've moved them just out of range of the Wi-Fi. Oh, man. Damn you, Wi-Fi. I'll get you going in a second. Uh, Catherine, can you say hello to Dom for me while I boot everything Hiya, up? Hiya, Dom. Hiya, Catherine. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Fair to Midland? Um, yeah. Yeah, just about, yeah. Are you looking forward to your trip back up north to the homeland? Well, yeah. I don't think I've ever been to Macclesfield before. Well, you're not missing much. It's, it's all the same. Now. It's all the same, isn't it? No. Oh, yeah. okay. Well. Is this song bringing back some happy memories, Kath? Well, I don't remember it, obviously. But you, well, I'm gonna... This is from the, um, well, from the moment of my conception, Dom. Yeah, this is the song that was playing, Dom. <laughs> I know, I can't hear it. Here come. No, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, here comes <laughs> Here comes Jürgen. It's all right. It's all right. We're having a baby. We're making a baby right now. Do you know what? Sometimes you, you think I should. We're, we're good friends, but I shouldn't have told him that level of detail. You shouldn't have told me that. That was a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> no, it's going to haunt me forever. That is a ridiculous thing to say. What you got for us, Dom? It'll be used against you. Well, exactly. Uh, right. Got a choice. 
I found my iPod. It's five years old. It's not updated it for absolute years, and oh. it's full of cacks. So we could do a reverse uh, iPod ruler cack edition. Oh, see, he's got or the most pony. Um, oh, my iPod's in the car. I can do it on my computer. See, he's got the most pony song. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Or we, yeah. I'll give you a dramatic reading. You, uh, oh. Oh. Well. Mm. Now. I have to just have the camera on me. I'm afraid. Sorry, guys. Um, dramatic reading sounds good to me. Well, let's have the dramatic reading, John. Do you want dramatic music? Mm, you can, yeah, all right. Hang on a minute, here we go. Um, it's got to be something serious, though, so something. Daytime friends, nighttime lovers? Always. Don't stop. Never give up. Hold your head high and reach for the top. Let the world see what you have got. Bring it all back to you. Bring it all back. Hold on to what you try to be your individuality. When the world is on your shoulders, just smile and let it go. If people try to put you down, just walk on by. Don't turn around. You only have to answer to yourself. Don't you know it's true what they say? That life, it ain't easy, but your time is coming around. So don't you stop trying. Don't stop. Never give up. Hold your head high and reach for the top. Let the world see what you've got. Bring it all back to you. Bring it all back to you. <laughs> Very powerful words there. It's uh, like Paddy Considine. Very. Isn't it is a bit like Paddy Considine. Yeah, but not as messed up. No, he wasn't going to kill us at the end. Not as messed up in the heat. Messed up in the heat. I still fancy a game of reverse. Um, right. iPod roulette. Normally, iPod roulette. Now I have to do it on my laptop. Um, but normally on iPod roulette. It's the best song wins. Mm. But in this instance, it's the worst song wins. May I judge as I have terrible taste in music? Yes, you may, Catherine. Well, if, anyone, said, yeah. if anyone wants to phone in and be a judge as well, you're more than welcome to. 0844 499 1000 is the number. We call it back. Shall we calibrate? Um, now, I need to work out how to put mine on um, shuffle. How do you make it shuffle? You click, do you click? No, you don't click that. Do you click I've this? I've had a couple of years, mate. Hang on a minute. Click that. The issues click. you've had this week, you'll realise. Here we go. Them. Okay, I think uh, just. Um, yeah, okay. I'm on shuffle. Right. Uh, Dom. How many songs have you got? Um, I, I've got. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. It's only on one album. Hang on a second. Let's try oh, again. That could have been very messy. 14,664. Oh, bless. Well, oh. How many have you got? 25,578. Beautiful. Is he bigger than yours? Well, you know, you know, I had, you know, I had terrible, terrible trouble, um, trying to get, um, I don't think this is doing it properly, though. No, it's not. Um, it's just skipping through the, um, through my playlist. I don't want it to do that. Hang on a second. I'm going to go there. All right. There we go. Right. Okay. Should we have a little calibration? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. Dom, you go first. What you got? Right, hang on. Hang on. Wait, stop. Let's try that again. Well, you can't just try it again, dude. No, no, no. I'm calibrating. The it's already it's, on. I think it's my... I've got 14,664. They're all blinders. Oh, here we go. They are all blinders. 
Oh. You got it? Yeah, it's a Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Ah, but it's not. Oh. What is it? Girls are wild. Beautiful. How dare they? Beautiful. That's All right. what makes it better. Well, my uh, first one would be this. It's Gomez. Do you remember Gomez? Barely. Gomez. Indie band. Uh, what? Indie band were they? They were. Um, they won the Mercury Music Prize and oh, they went yeah. nowhere. What was they? What was the Gomez hit? Gomez. Um, Katia. Hello. What was what was Gomez's hit? They had a hit. It was a good song. Katia. Uh, <laughs> hello, hello. I'm thinking. Um. Oh, we go. This is it. Remember this? Mm. Oh, I've got it. Very close. Do you go? This is Gomez. Do you remember this? No. This is good. This. You wait till you get to the singing. You remember this? No, you dancing it at me doesn't okay. make me know it. <laughs> wait to get to the chorus. All right, I'll wait. He's singing about Manchester. Your that doesn't mean I know about it. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. No, they had a, I don't they had a big hit. Oh, here we go. This is it. This is it. You know this. You know this. Again, slapping your bass in my direction. Very sloppy bass, yeah. Sing bonus. I don't know it. That was quite... I quite enjoyed that. Mm. Didn't they do another? I could tell. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> 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 Did you like that, Katia? Because you like heavy metal. <laughs> Is that heavy metal? Mm. I'll give you some heavy metal in a minute. That sounded like a really violent thing. Um, right. So, Dom, we're calibrated. Right, Gomez okay. Gomez is our standard. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Let's see if we can get lower than Gomez. Right. I'm going to let you go first. We have three rounds, one pass. Away you go, sir. Right. It's going to start with the last song, and then I'll skip forward, so... All right, mate. Sorry. 
We can't really hear what you're playing, Dom. Mm-mm. Keep it in the family. Level 42. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. Not wrong with that. What have you got? Um, right, I'm just going to skip forward. Um, well, okay, going to skip forward. Ready? Here we go. Former police officers were sentenced to lengthy prison terms for the murder of an unemployed steelworker outside a crack house here last year. Uh, Larry Nevers, 52, received 25 years in jail for his role in the fatal beating of 35-year-old Mallory Screen. His partner, Walter Busson, 47, was given a prison term of 18 years. They were both whisked away to jail. Larry Nevers, Walter Busson, Larry Nevers. That's Larry Nevers and Walter Budzin by Wesley Willis. Right. The um, homeless guy that um, has a very unique style of songwriting. Dom, just remind us of yours, please. Uh Well, so Katia, we're looking for the worst song of the two. And you and and Catherine can confer, confer, please. I think we're probably of the same mind, Katia. Um, second one. Yeah, second one. My one? Yeah, probably. Thank you very much indeed. That's one nil to me. Right. My turn. I know, I was going to say yours is rubbish. Yeah, mine's yeah. rubbish. I won. So he yeah, wins. It's got to be the rubbishest. Okay, yeah. Oh. Sorry? Yeah. Flip Slip 2016. Okay, yeah. so we're it's looking the reboot. for... reboot. We're looking for the rubbish. Okay, my turn. Here we go. When I'm lying my business, I don't want to I'm playing my Joker. Because I'm not, I'm not going to throw down the Ramones. I don't want to grow up knowing that Katty is one of the judges. So I'm playing my Joker. We skip. Over eight band in the world. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. But excellent t-shirt vendors. Oh yeah. Take it. In a minute, don't know this song. Never heard this song. How Cali? Gosh, that's made my headphones stink. Yes, it will do. That's How Cali. Dom, over to you, boss. What you got? Can you beat that? You've still got, you've still got go. eight Joker left. That's uh. horrible. That's like uh, Magaluf. <laughs> it's Jappaluf. Yeah. Right, here we go. Huh? Oh, Ooh, oh what does he say? Right. I'm going to skip because it's fast up and up and I quite like fast up. All right, they're gone. You see, we'll both use our Jokers. Oh. I've lost it to Katia. Another very slappy bass. Dom, it's, I can't really hear what it is, Dom. What is it? It is something called NIB by Black Sabbath. Gracious. And Katia, uh, yeah, Katia you have to no. choose the worst, though. Yeah, you can yeah, confer well, with Catherine. Oh, well, no. there's no conf- conference needed. Yeah, Black Sabbath is... Worst. No. No. Really? No. <laughs> that first one was an absolute no. stinker. No, Black Sabbath absolutely sucked. They're a terrible band. It's one all. Uh, round three coming up after this break. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee. <laughs> 
Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 08444991000 is the telephone number. We're playing reverse iPhone um, roulette where we're trying to uh, find the worst songs. It's one all to me and Dom. Uh, Dom is the other player. Katia and Catherine are the judges. Hello, good evening and welcome. Um, It's the final round. Dom, it's your turn to go first. Okay, here we go. We both used up our jokers, by the way. We have, and this box other song actually got quite good, so I'm glad. Okay. We, uh, what a sloppy bass. Here we go. Yeah. Sounds like you're in the toilet of a nightclub. What is, like what is that, Dom? What is that? You know, I don't think I'd make any better that's in the room. Uh, something called Stardust by Menswear. Menswear! <laughs> he works for... Yeah. Um, the guy from Menswear works for... Is he Six Music he works for Yeah, he follows for me. I'll, I'll let him know that he's... Uh, yeah, he works, he works... All right, Dom. Right. Well, Katia, here comes my one. Okay. One. Ask who is more famous, Melina Mercuri or Sapfo? Sapco. Ποια είναι πιο γνωστή, η Μελίνα Μερκούρη ή η Σαφό. Two. Say, we're looking for someone more practical. Gosh, always. Ζητάμε κάποιον πιο πρακτικό. Three. Ask which computer is the best. Which computer is the best? Ποιος υπολογιστής είναι ο καλύτερος. It's Oxford Dictionaries, Oxford, take off in Greek. Now, we've never had... I never got to that chapter. I only got to Thelonolaxocatoliris Paracalo. We have never had a dictionary come up as part of iPod Roulette. Now, I don't know what the rules are as to whether we accept that. I think we have to accept it, don't we? Yes. We have to accept it. But the thing is, that's... uh, I like that. Yeah. That's that's my language, it's not yeah. my language, but yeah. that's 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 my uh, area of interest. Mm. But you're I think quite, the you're quite. Be, should be at least a bit of music there. Well, yeah, Dom, no. Dom, Katia, I mean, is, language is musical. Catherine is quite dull. What? <laughs> Catherine is quite dull. Uh, I've heard she's a polyglot. Yeah. So um, and then some. I tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna. Should we skip that? Do we skip? No. We play. We yeah, keep. I, I want to know how you say it. Does okay. anyone else want to know how to say it? Yeah. I want someone more practical. All right, yeah. fine. Then we, we then we live it. So it's uh, it's uh, menswear um, featuring the uh, now well, I think the head of Six Music. Matt Everett. Versus, um, versus Greece. Well. Katia. Have a debiased. I'm going to go with Greece. As, Greece? The, as the worst? <laughs> yes. You sure you understand? Hey. What the... <laughs> Greece. Catherine? No, no, I disagree. No, no. no. Question. Has she said it now? No, no, no. This is Angmix. I don't think Katia understands this game, despite <laughs> no. it being round three. I just, yeah, okay. No, no. Il faut que tu choisisses le pire. Oui, oui, je sais, je sais, j'ai pas oublié. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not that difficult. You have, to pick, you, have to pick, you have to pick the worst one, Katia. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Go again. Okay. Okay, the worst one is definitely not Greek. No, exactly. So say the other one then. Well, it's a menswear. Okay. Well, yeah, I agree. I can So, Dom, con- uh, Dom, congratulations. You won. Oh, but you but, but you only won this 
in real life, you're the loser and I'm the winner. <laughs> do, you, do you see now? Do you, can you see through the egg that's all over your face? My beard is like a scrambled egg. It's ridiculous. Hey, Dom, I went and had um, a beard trim today. I've heard of people like you. It, <laughs> it went half relaxing. He was nice. He was. He wasn't. He wasn't Jimmy or Johnny. Jimmy, who I normally go to, because he was had someone else with him. And the the fella that did my beard was looked so terrifying. I thought I don't want to say I'm waiting for Jimmy because he might crush me. So I went all right, um, and um, sat down first thing. Sat down, got the old uh, little thing around you to catch all the hairs and stuff. He went. So, you're on the telly, eh? Oh, no. And he was absolutely delightful. He cuts the hair of Fern Cotton's children, he told me. They got bits. Yes. <laughs> and he was very, very... He was he was a big man. Um, but he was... You're a big man, but you're out of shape. He was a bit... I don't know if he was in shape or not. He was a big man, but he was a very gentle man, Dom. He was mm. a very, very gentle man. And I could have fallen asleep could have fallen asleep with him there just gently clipping away at my beard mm. does he wash it first no oh it's not it's not quite like getting haircut he just combs it and and then he yeah, just, it might be full like, of egg and all sorts there's no egg in it i made sure he's doing it now i made sure it was absolutely clean for quite that. do you know do you well, not get a man to trim, trim yours dom i trim it myself i mean i've cut my own hair shaved my head for the last i don't know 20 years well, I've not been to barbers can i can i interrupt you you can shaving your hair Shaving your head is not technically a haircut. I cut me on fringe. Really? Yeah. Cut, cut, cutting your own hair is when you've still got hair left and you're styling it. Shaving your head is... is, is, is that's not a haircut, I'm afraid, Dom. So you, you're going to have to stop saying that to make yourself no, sound I, interesting. I, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd argue that you're getting your hair dressed, a hairdresser's. Sorry? I would, if I went to a barber's, he would... Barber my hair, which yeah. in my language means to just make yeah. it shorter. But you're not cutting your own hair. You're shaving well, your head. That's a different thing. Well, who is then? Well, like, it sounds like no one is. I'm getting confused now. <laughs> what are we arguing oh, about? Dom's lost anyway. We were arguing about oh, something. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, thanks, Dom. Thanks very much. Good night. Oh. Um, <laughs> that noise from Katya. Oh. 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 Guess where I am on Sunday at six o'clock. Um, you're, at, you're at a performance ring. No, yes, but also what? I wasn't expecting that. I'm on Total Rock. Oy. What is to <laughs> what is Total Rock? Total Rock, the home of great music. No, that's uh, no, that's us. No, that's, hang on, no, that's Virgin. That's I don't Mansfield. know what it is. That's Mansfield, one hundred three point two. No, no, no. So, you uh, stop mentioning other radio stations. <laughs> okay, are available, but don't listening to don't, don't listen to the other radios. They no. are well rubbish. Uh, oh. Apart from when I'm on. Okay. Yeah. With the Kansas interview. Kansas. <laughs> yes. Flipping it, Kansas. Though, but turns out the Kansas are the most rubbish band of all time. Oh no, they're... they were—they were, they were Don Kirshner's puppets. Uh, yeah, because uh, you said so already. Cause, yeah, but you haven't listened to them, so I can't accept that. Well, no, I did. I no, did listen no. to fifteen seconds before, <laughs> well, and it was not very good. Well, there you go. Well, what, what album was that? I don't know. Kansas' greatest hits. Really long one. <laughs> I listened to the two. They're two hits. And it, they were rubbish. What is it? Like, no, dust in the wind and then carry on way, way, way okay. what's... Um, I'm going to cut you off now, what? Katya. <laughs> there we go. 
There's a little taster of her uh, documentary there. We can't... God, I'm really tired of some. We can't... We can't have Kansas conversation again. We can't. We can't no, do that. And that, no. that is, once um, was enough. Once was plenty. Although Luke Haynes um, thoroughly enjoyed the Kansas <laughs> chat. We can't go mm-hmm. down there again. That would be... Um, Highly, uh, highly inappropriate. I've started listening to my iPod for the first time in ages. I'm trying to walk more to get rid of this fat belly, which is going nowhere. I've, it's, it's going nowhere. But um, I've started to walk more. I want to get some um, good, loud, over-the-ear headphones. Now, the ones you got me are nice, but they're not very loud. Because I normally put in the... Um, the the apple in your ear ones mm-hmm. but for some reason they keep falling out i don't know if if my if my ears got fat maybe your um ear sphincters relaxed something has happened um because i used to have to grip them and they would stay in place but now they kind of they move around so that they're in the position so they're not very loud so you move them back so that they're loud and then um you walk and then they they kind of fall again so i'd like the the problem and i don't want dr dre's or anything like that no i've got some wireless ones but then i feel a bit of a plum i don't want wireless ones no 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 no. i'm not uh, i also feel like a plum i feel like craig david or something why well he's a plum but he had big headphones what was wrong with the old um headphones with the orange bit of foam then the wire that went over your head and you just clamp them on little my sister used to eat the foam but apart from that they worked a treat yeah they were good and then there were ones that, that had a wire over the head and they went in the ear. Do you remember yeah. those? They were good. They were my favourites, probably. I saw a girl and she had some headphones with, like, little ears. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, no, I quite like them. Um, so I need, I need to get some sort of... But I don't want to... Here's the thing, guys. I don't want to spend money on, on this because I'm constantly losing headphones. Const- all, the, all the time I, I lose my headphones. Mm. Um, so I, I, I'd like them to be free 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 headphones i would like very very much for them to be free speaking of uh, free so this is uh, this guy's coming on on friday glenn berger never say no to a rock star it's brilliant it's brilliant he worked as a recording engineer in new york in um the 1970s and um i've just got to the bit where he um um snogs bet midler he never. He songs about Midland. She and and then he was kissing her boobs. Wow! And then they were going to have sex, and then he bottled it. He was nineteen, and he she was would like be terrifying. really low down the the rung. Well, oh. And he just kept chancing his arm, and kept, he had to go and drop some tapes off to her. And, she, and he said, and he was a bit high, and he said, "Bet he tapes. You fancy going out for a meal?" And she went, "Yeah, okay." And then they got back to hers, and she said, "You fancy coming in?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, that'd be, be great." And then they started kissing, and he started kissing her boobs, and then he bottled it. And he and he got up and he walked out and he's in the car. He's in the cab back to his apartment, going, "Ah, what have I done? What have I done?" Is he not done? It is absolutely. This book is brilliant because when he thinks someone is an idiot, he tells them that they're an idiot. I'm trying to find the bit. Let's have a quick break and then I will. Um, uh, oh no! Hang on. Here it is. Here it is. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. No, let's have a quick break. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, you know, I cannot find the bit of the book I'm looking for. Um, but he, re- the way he describes. Uh, where is it? 
And that page should be well-thumbed because I keep reading it because it's very, very funny. The way this guy, this Glenn Berger, describes um, Paul Simon is just beautiful. Um, I can't find it. I can't find it. I'll have a look for it later. He basically calls um, Paul Simon a P-R-I-C-K. Uh, and it's just done in such a beautiful way. 0844 499 1000, by the way, is the telephone number, guys. If you give us a call, um, we call you back. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but the, the, the beauty of this book is, right, normally when people write rock biographies and stuff, um, thank you for your comment about the John Lydon interview. When people write rock biographies, um, they're quite often still working in the industry. So they um, kind of couch what they say and they're very cautious about what they say about people. But this guy doesn't work in music anymore. He's a psychotherapist. So it just lets them all... It, it just, you just You've never read such honesty in a book. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I thoroughly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon. Never say no to a rock star. Glenn Berger. Um, he's coming on. Oh, comes a cup of tea. Thank you. He's coming on um, on Friday, I believe. He's coming on. Let's just whack it down there. Thank you very much. Indeed. Now, the other book I've got, and I'm kind of regretting buying this. Do you remember we had um, Miles Johnston on on Friday who was talking about super soldiers interdimensional warriors and soul sucking off someone's soul vacuum or something something like that and i said miles give me a book that i should read about the super soldiers and all this and he he recommended this book by john unwin john Irwin, called one step beyond the 16 and i ordered it and it's well, I don't want to say it's a vanity publishing because www.nohoax.com looks like a legitimate publishing firm to me. It looks legitimate. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. But it looks like quite a thick book and it's, it's very bendy. Um, it looks quite densely written as well. I'm going to struggle to get through this. I'm going to struggle to get through this. Here's what it says in the back. We've gone to a lot of trouble to get you here. There is one important thing you must understand. Nothing of what you see here or hear here can never be repeated. Officially, this place does not exist. As an 18-year-old called up for national service, John Irwin thought his would be an ordinary tour of duty. He had no idea that when he was posted to Cyprus, he would be recruited into a top-secret unit called the 16, whose task was to assassinate key figures throughout the Middle East. He has never spoken about this elite unit in the 40 years since they disbanded, but now he breaks his silence to tell their amazing story. No government has ever officially confirmed the existence of the 16. Well, maybe that's because they don't exist. And nothing has ever been revealed about this mysterious group. Again, I refer you to my last statement. Is there any reference to the Nazi bell? Um, there's no index, so probably. Oh, <laughs> No index with a book that fat with that many words. Yeah. Flipping it. Good luck with that. Their training was said to have surpassed that of the SAS in unarmed combat and weaponry. Because Miles said that they were like, it was instinctive. Mm. So I would know if like there was someone in the next room that was, that was coming in to kill me. I'd be, I'd be ready. Yeah. Primed. Indestructible. Well, well, kind of. 
His description of their four key missions is explosive and a riveting account of the turbulent 1950s in the Middle East. Nice little bit of social history. It's true, yeah. The Cold War was approaching its height and there was a very real fear that there might be a nuclear conflict. Oh, because they, these are the people that disarmed... No, the aliens disarmed all the nuclear weapons. So all of the nuclear weapons we've got... Just pretend now. They just pretend. Um, when there was a mission to be undertaken that no government could be seen to endorse, the 16 would do the job. They underwent unique training to ensure they had completely eliminated all fear. Like the 18. Long after he left the 16, John Irwin continued to use his skills in the unarmed combat courses he ran, but nothing compared to the heart-stopping action he saw while in service. This is an extraordinary account. No previous depiction of a military group in book or movie has remotely compared to the secrecy, skills... <laughs> And sheer professionalism of the 16th. Well, how are you uh, spelling skills? S K I double L Z, of course. Excellent. Um, let's just pick a page at random. Go on. Dynamo slapped me on the back, a huge grin on his face. You did it. Well done, lad. You certainly hit the target. Hang on, Dynamo, Dynamo. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But I don't think I don't think you should have been so generous. That poor little sob will probably go into trouble for nicking that rug. He laughed. Come on, let's go. Where's Spot? He asked Chalky, who had just arrived what? behind me. What on earth were you doing with that carpet, Geordie? Chalky wanted to know. Let's just get. Well, I mean, it's a lot of. Uh... I've got. A, I've got a feeling that this book is never going to be read. I might read some. I might read some extracts from it at performance ring. Can I read it? Read a bit. Yeah, of course you can. Um, it just, you know, I wanted to. I, I, I was inspired when we spoke to Miles Johnston, um, and I'll go on. So I wrapped the gun and his finger in the smock I'd stuffed in his mouth and threw them in the river. Yep. Right, let's get out of here, Spot said. We should make good time now, we've got the truck. That guy told us they were heading to another camp about 80 miles north of here. If he was telling the truth, it's going to be a while before anyone realises that they're missing. You see, this is what we're dealing with. Give me that, it cost me, it cost me a lot of money, that. Oh, I found that riveting. <sighs> dearie, dearie me. 0844-499-1000 is the phone number. Um, got a couple of well, we've got a spooky show coming up Monday. We're in Macclesfield at the Mace Hall. No, what is it called? <laughs> the Bait Hall. The Bait Hall in Macclesfield. It's a boozer. We'll get there at half nine, but we're going to be very, very busy setting up the show. Uh, but if you live nearby on Monday, um, you're more than welcome to uh, to come along and hang out. It's a boozer, so you, you know you have to buy yourself some drinks and stuff. I spoke to Sean, the haunted landlord, oh, earlier yeah, on, yeah. and he was. Just checking we were still going. Yes, said, yes. Of course we are, Still yeah. going. We are still going. And he said, right, well, I've got you the paranormal investigators. Beautiful. They're going to be there over the weekend. Beautiful. And also a medium. Hey. So we will thoroughly investigate that whole thing. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And here's the thing, right? Just supposing, just supposing that there was actually ghosts there and that we recorded them and that we heard them and they spoke to us. Supposing that happens, supposing we are the ones that gets the ev, the evidence that actually blows this thing sky high. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm starting to get a little bit windy about going. Yeah. Are you? I'm not nervous. I'm only nervous about going because we'll have to talk to people. And as you know, I don't like talking to people. Oh, it's, people are fine. It's the dead that I fear. No, I, it's having making small talk with, uh, with people makes me... Um, exceptionally anxious so i should be i should be dreading that aspect of it but the the, the ghosts and stuff no i'm not bothered about that because i i as we said the, the other day you've never seen a black ghost uh they're always white people unless god's racist 
which I doubt very, very much. I don't think... Uh, I, I'm erring back on the side of perhaps they don't exist. Being real. Yeah, yeah, I'd like them to be real because it will make the world more fun. But here's the thing. We've got CCTV everywhere now, everywhere. Um, how come we've never caught a ghost on CCTV? It's like the same with the killer clowns. This killer clown thing has not happened. No, there is not one bit of mobile phone footage of um, of the killer clowns storming around, terrorising people. No, and these just, days they'd only be doing it for uh, giggles on the phones, wouldn't they? It's just, it, I don't believe that it's happening. I, d- I don't think the killer clown thing... The, uh, the stories have dried up a little bit as well about the killer clowns. I've been doing a killer clown watch in the newspapers and they've dried up. We'll probably get some more Monday because that's, that's proper Halloween. So Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, it'll be all be over. Meanwhile, it's in the zeitgeist, right? Yeah. My uh, daughter's been been uh, spending a lot of time with her grandma because she's off school. She's not at school. She works at school. And uh, they made a, pa- a uh, pumpkin today. Yeah, yeah. Clown one. Oh, really? Yeah, my daughter's obsessed with them. How do you make a clown pumpkin? It's got like... Uh, probably something really flammable that my grandma, uh, that my mum's stuck in the sides of it. So it's got like fuzzy green hair. Yeah. And instead of a triangle nose, it's got a round nose. It's a clown. It's horrible. We, I, I, I can't really do the, uh, the pumpkins. Well, I'm a good I, carver. I struggle with the pumpkins. I'm not I doing can't... one this year. Though. I can't be bothered. No. Um, and also, has anyone ever eaten a pumpkin? No, because the ones you get in the shops for carving, yeah, it's full of old. Cack, there's nothing in them that you could make a soup out of. Well, how much of it is supposed to be meat? Is any of it... It's supposed to be juicy inside, isn't it? Well, no, no, the juice, it's just that... Because you get the seeds out. Yeah, but it's just that inch. It's that inch. That's it. That's all there is Mm. that you can eat. So pumpkins are a con, they're they're hollow. I think if you were to get a pumpkin for eating, it would be... No, they're the same pumpkins. No. You you think they're a different pumpkin? Yeah, yeah, I think they They do. They grow some pumpkins for eating and some for carving. You're insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They grow some for size and some for juiciness. No, it's the same thing. They're the same thing. Why? Well, now I feel stupid. What what did you think? Hey, this this pumpkin's mainly, um, like, hairy stuff and seeds and and not much meat. That's that's all the meat you get. Well, then how do people make pumpkin soup? Lots of pumpkins. Oh, forget that. There's a bit of meat. If you get a big one, there's a bit of meat in there. Not enough, though. No. Well, but I suppose if you were going to chop it up rather than carving it, you know, like a squash. Have you ever tried cutting up a squash? That's a lot of faffing. You don't need to do that anymore anyway. They do them in bags. But if you do a squash... Yeah. It hurts your hands, first of all, because they're hard to cut. You kind of peel them rather than um, carving them out. And you get loads of meat out of them. What earth are you talking about? Squashes. A pumpkin's a squash, isn't it? Yes. But if you, you get just, a butternut squash... Yeah, well, you get a pumpkin. This is how I imagine you would cook a pumpkin. Pumpkin. Pumpkin? You just cut it in half, so you've got your bits, and then yeah. you, just scrape, you just scrape the bit, the stuff out. Yeah. Put, it in a, put it in a bowl, put it in a pan, add some stock, some other vegetables, pumpkin stew. I wouldn't eat it, unless I was really hungry, because I bet it, pumpkin doesn't really taste of anything. No, not really. You get pumpkin pie. Mm. Is, that a, is that a pudding pie or remains? It's a, it's a pudding pie. But pumpkin is savoury. So you can, if you're having pumpkin stew, it'll be mains. If you're having no, if you're having pumpkin stew, it'll be starters. Mm. If you're having pumpkin pie, it'll be, it'll be dessert. You had well, squash soup the other day. What are you moaning about? But yeah, exactly. That was nice. As, wasn't as, it? Yeah, exactly. As starters, but you wouldn't then have squash pie as pudding. Yet the pumpkin is 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 claiming both ends of the meal. Yeah, you know why? 
because they go squash nuts, don't they, for a certain amount of time in a year. You've got squash too many, nuts. yeah. You've got too many, too many squashes, <laughs> too many squish, too many squashes, squash your nuts. You've got too many squashes. You've got to make something of them. So you make all your dinner out of it. Well, I think it's outrageous when there are starving children in China. Are there? That, oh, yeah, there are. Um, we are basically putting food on our doorstep and allowing it to go. We're illuminating food and allowing it to go mouldy um, just to summon a few um, spirits, trick-or-treaters. Mm. And I, I, that's what I find the most offensive about um, Broken Britain. I really do. really does break my heart. Um, guys, we've got another hour of this. You're more than welcome to give us a call. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. Don't forget, dear listener, of course, that there is a podcast of the show. Um, and I'll tell you what I'll do. When we come back from midnight, I'll give you two alternatives of where you can get the podcast. Because I wrote a little blog on my website, ianlee.com, and I listed some of the other places that aren't iTunes, so I'll I'll uh, I'll boot that up, and I'll give you some of those as an alternative. But if you want to give us a call, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio for those about to talk. We salute you. Talk Radio oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we call you back. I'm in late. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm a city man, you're a city lady. I'm a city man, you're a piece of lazy. I'm John Oaks and I'm a city man. I'm Steve Hawking, I'm a city man.
much indeed. 0844 is the phone number. So there are adverts all over the newspapers um, for Take That. Mm. They're doing some concerts. And they're playing, you know, they're playing um, big places. The O2, they're doing, blimey, one, two, three, four dates at the O2. They're playing stadiums as well. Yeah. But there's only three of them. Yeah. That's the thing. I would have thought, um, now who can I, I thought, you know, going to see the Beach Boys, there's only one original Beach Boy in there. You can see the monkeys. There's only two of the monkeys. But um, I thought that they'd been very successful as the four of them mm-hmm. once um, Robbie Williams left. And they, you know, they came back and they did stuff. And that was great. And they were playing stadiums. And I thought, well, that's weird that they're playing stadiums. Oh, but they but have loads great. of dancers and yeah, uh, yeah. machines and that, don't they? But the fact there's only three of them. And you kind of think Jason Orange wasn't integral to the sound of Take That. I don't think any of them are integral to the sound of Take That. I quite like Gary. Take That. I don't no. think they could do it without Gary. They could, because they just, they, you know... They get, well, he writes all the songs. Yeah, but they'd get better songs if they didn't have <laughs> Gary. But I, li- I quite like a bit of Take That. But they're doing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19... It's 21 dates, and some of them are in stadiums. Mm. There are uh, three stadiums. There are big arenas. And you just kind of... Um, Think well. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. You just kind of think. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, the tickets are going to be like a ton yeah. at least, at least. Um, and you're only seeing three of them. I would have imagined that take that would be like they play a few. Da- if there was the four of them, they get a few dates at the O2 and a few ch- dates at the Manchester Arena. Um, and if Robbie was with them, then maybe they could pull off a couple of stadiums. But the three of them. Doing stadiums? Does that count? What happens when uh, Mark Owen decides to leave? And he there's won't. two of them. He's tried to go it alone before. But what, hasn't he? but what happens? You know, would people pay to see two of Take That, and would they still be allowed to call themselves Take That? It's like you go and see Shawadi Wadi now, and there's not the original Shawadi Wadis, or you go and see The Temptations, and it's not the original Temptations. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange thing. Who was that fella who used to come on our radio show? What was he? What group was he from? Oh, the. The foundations, wasn't it? Yeah, but it turned out he hadn't sung in any of the hits. He joined them after they'd stopped having hits. And it, 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 we... you know, there was a woman from one of the incarnations of Boney M who was local as well. And you kind of think, all right, you know, listen, fair play, guys, but um, you can't, you can't go around touting yourself as being a member of a group um, when you weren't. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Kiss, there's only two original original members, but Kiss, I don't think it matters so much because they have got the makeup on. Yeah. You're going to see the uh, the guys. So who's in the makeup. still in Gene? Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, right? Um, who are the main two? Ace and Peter are now played by um, Tommy Thayer and Eric Carr. Is it Eric? No, Eric Singer. Eric Carr's dead. Um, 
I, I do. Uh, I, I mean, I, but the Take That crew. I mean, the people that follow Take That. My sister and her mates. Yes. They would go and see them. They would go and see them anywhere. Yeah. They're very loyal. They're very loyal. Yeah. And um, oh no, and I understand. You know, you know the lengths I've gone to to see the Monkeys and the Beach Boys. I'm, I understand the loyalty to the band. I mean, part of me when I see the, and the Beach Boys are playing next year, and it is, it's just Mike Love and Bruce Johnston. But Bruce wasn't even an original member anyway. But um, and I'll go and I'll, I will thoroughly enjoy it. But I'm, part of me thinks, well, it's it's kind of like a Beach Boys tribute band. Yeah, really. But with the Take That um, concerts, it's like a big girls' night out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's a brilliant concert. I'm sure it's an br- absolutely brilliant concert. And they have lots of tricks and gizmos and things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went. You know I went. And I was promised to, uh, a night in a London hotel. Whack them through. They're calling for us. Don't chat to them. Let me do that. That's my job. Yes, Jim. Hello. Hello, Jim. Oh, God, I got through, like, immediately. Well, that's because there's no callers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good for me, anyway. It's good for you, Jim. Yeah, certainly not good for my nerves. But what have you got for us, Jim? Uh, d- nothing. I apologise. I... Oh, well, what made you? What what um, uh, force prompted you to lift up the telephone and dial the numbers? Um, I've been on Periscope Ian, for the first ever time. Oh, flipping egg! Yes, I I've got a new iPad. Oh, yeah. look, at, look at you, you fancy technology, eh? Look at, <laughs> look at you, Jim. And, um, and did, did, did you seek us out on Periscope, or did you stumble across it by accident? No, I mean, I've listened to you for years and years, but, um, I, yeah, just got a new iPad, so I thought I'll look him up on Periscope. Oh, and, thank you. But, Ian, it's not working. Oh, why? What happened? I don't know. I, well, I here's the thing. You, yeah. but... Here's the thing. We turned it off, hoping that it would get some people to call up. And guess oh, what? That... Guess what? <laughs> it worked! Exactly. You called up! <laughs> hip, hip, hip! Hip, hip, hip! <laughs> have, you, um, have you gone to look at anyone else on Periscope? Not yet. I thought it might be a bit dangerous. It, is it an, can be. It is an amazing thing, Periscope, right? Because, um... You get that you, 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 there's, there's a section of the app where you get a map of the world, and you kind of zoom in on anywhere in the world, yeah. and you can watch people from anywhere. Now, I, I yeah, tend I, I saw that in, and I like I got out of it. It, it was a bit scary. Yeah, it is. It's daunting. Now, I tend to go to the Americans because I like winding the Americans up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you can you can literally go anywhere in the world and see anything. It's it's quite amazing, is technology, isn't it? Well, it is. It is amazing. That, uh, let me just okay. Let's have a look at the map. Um, let's see if there's anything. Uh, let's see what's happening. Let's go to. Let's go to. Uh, Shanghai. I just saw Shanghai. Where are you? Oh, let's go to Seoul. See if there's anything happening in Seoul. There we go. Look, there's 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 people doing a periscope in Seoul. It's just um, I don't really understand. I, I'm surprised though, if I'm honest, Jim, that someone hasn't done a live murder or something on Periscope or a live bombing or something. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I, I, I'm not making light of that. I'm genuinely surprised that. Um, a terrorist organisation hasn't utilised this technology to spread their own poison. Jim? Jim? We lost Jim. Jim? Oh, well, we, 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 
Don't know what happened there. That was weird. Look, no. I wonder if there's any in North Korea. Aye, 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 aye. Are they allowed it there? There's, there's, there's one in North Korea that happened. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. This is this. This happened a few hours ago from North Korea. It's some. Oh, this is amazing. Look, we're looking in North Korea. It's some people. This is amazing. It's some women in a car. She's got a selfie stick. And there's there's a cat in the back of the car with them. This is the we. Oh, it's a little dog. Look at that. Oh. It's the weirdest thing. Can you skip forward in this? Right, I'm going to follow them. That's insane. 15 hours ago that was. Um, we're going to follow them. Next time they go, next time they're on, we're going to have a little look at that and see what we uh, what we can find. Jim, you back? Where did you go? Hello. You, what happened? I don't know. I, th- I think it was my phone, Ian. What the Sorry. hell is going on with technology this evening, James? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Would you go and see I a three-man take that? Sorry? Would you go and see a three-man take that? Um, I think as they get less, it gets less important, doesn't it? Yeah. Although they're... Uh, okay. uh, Jason Donovan in H&M yesterday. What, what performing? Uh, no, he, uh, closed his eyes, he drew back the curtain. To see for certain. Oh. Is that angry, Jim? Have you just done a joke? Yeah, sorry. Thanks for calling, Jim. Wow. Um, the <laughs> opening act for, um, Take That is The All Saints. Now that... Really? That I wouldn't mind. They make it a comeback, aren't they? they well, they're, they're good. I like The All Saints. They follow me on Twitter. I don't know why, but I, I'm a, I like The All Saints. Uh, they're like Spice Girls, but with a bit of edge. Mm-hmm. 0844 This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. It's a quarter past twelve. Forty-five minutes of this nonsense um, to go, dear listener. Hey, listen to this. This is a macabre story. And do you know what my first thought was when I read this? That'll make a good film. Oh. But it's, it's a hor- but it's a horrible thing I'm about to read to you. Okay. Do you remember? Um, this isn't connected anyway. Do you remember the uh, the Washington sniper? Mm. And it was it was. When there are two of them. It was his, it was a dad and dad his and lad. lad. The dad would drive around. Uh, the lad would drive around, and the the dad had, had um he he cut out, he'd cut out the back of the car so he could lie, he could travel around in the back and and shoot people. Awful. And then there was the um, the police chief. Was was resp- was talking to him via the press conferences. You remember, and he got a load yeah. of flack because yeah. he was directly addressing questions that the sniper was putting to him, and he was just saying it in the the thing. Yeah. And it was, um, I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, that'll make a good film," and it didn't. It made a really bad TV movie. Oh, what a shame! Well, well, and what was his? It, well, he wasn't. It wasn't um, terrorist, was he? I think he had an Islamic. I think he was a Muhammad, but it wasn't an Islamic terrorism thing you is it a racial have, thing um no i thought he had beef with the police mm. i think he had beef. If, if anyone knows the uh <laughs> the reasoning behind the washington sniper oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand um and didn't they catch him 
I'm, I'm mixing things up. Didn't they catch him because he shot someone at a petrol station, but he didn't kill them? And so we f- it, normally he was like one shot and he killed them and then they'd, they'd be off. But they were looking for a white van, weren't they? They were convinced it was a white van. And then he shot someone, but he didn't kill them. And, and he stayed to shoot them again or something. And they spotted him. Does anyone, does anyone know? Is there a book out about the Washington sniper? Because I would read that. I would totally, totally read that. Better than a book about 16 super soldiers that I'm, I'm really... I spent 12 quid on that book, though. So, 12 pounds? Well, that's, in fairness, that does include postage. Okay. Um, and it's probably limited edition. So, the podcast. I thought I'd tell you about other ways of getting the podcast. Okay, so obviously there's iTunes. There's, let me give you uh, th- two others, two other ways. If you go to ianlee.com, I've posted loads of links up about how you can get podcasts, how you can listen again to the shows um, on the Talk Radio website. Turns out it's easy. What's everyone whinging about? Oh, it's really hard. No, it's not. I did it in, in uh, 30 seconds. Honestly, it's the easiest thing. You go to the Talk Radio website, click on radio, click on schedule, click on uh, my show, pick a date, boom. Right, and it looks like it's all in bits, but it plays, conco- it yeah, plays, plays. one after the other. It's easy. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I know it's not as convenient as having it in your pocket. I know that. guy. There are ways around that if you want to find a way to record it. There are ways of doing that. Go and look online. I don't know what they are, but I know it's not the most convenient way. But if you're at work or you're at home, you can do it. So, you know, it's there. Go to talkradio.co.uk, click on radio, click on schedule, click on my name and pick your show. Um, uh, Let me give you two other options for downloading the podcast. You can get it from basically almost anywhere. Um, If you go to Overcast FM, if you get your podcast from Overcast FM, you can get it there. And um, Podcast Addict is another good one. I think that's, um, I believe that's an Android, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Does that mean you don't have to have an iPhone? I think so. Um, you go to Podcast Addict and type in Ian Lee. I've got my iPhone working now. Yes. It turns out that um, doing the thing they said to do actually worked. So, so basically... But they stopped talking to you halfway through this whole thing, didn't they? Basically, if there's an update and it comes on your phone and it says, do you want to download the update? You're supposed to say no. You're only supposed to do the update when it's plugged into the computer. Oh. Because when it's a big update like that, apparently, the phone can't handle it. What? A load of old bull. And the thing is, you you look at the Apple support's timeline on Twitter, it's full of people going, um, my phone's freezing. Um, my phone's freezing. Why don't they just say... Guys, really sorry. It's a little bit of a hassle, but you need to download the update from by having your phone plugged into your computer. Yeah, couldn't they put that in the little box that pops up? No. They couldn't have done it. Anyway, 08444991000. Here's the story that's going to make an excellent movie. Right. A man freed after 20 years locked in a basement. Already. Oh, yeah. Already, I'm in. I'm thinking, yeah, sure, take, take my money was last night being cared for by hospital psychiatrists. Armando de Andrade, 36, was reportedly tied to a bed in a tiny, dark, windowless room with a floor covered in feces. He had enormous toenails and fingernails, a beard down to his knees and was malnourished. Isn't this the most horrific story? His parents have done that, have they? Yeah, police found him while... By chance, by chance, 
while hunting a drugs gang in Sao Paulo. He was last seen aged 16 when his family said he had moved away. <gasps> his dad and his stepmom were yesterday said to have fled the area. Flipping it. Incredible. Isn't it just the most unbelievable story? Tomorrow I'm spending the day on YouTube looking for um, clips of this young man because um, you can't even begin to imagine what that's like. I, I do. But these have, stories keep happening. I do have a perverse fascination for these stories of people being locked in cellars. What was the one? I read the book that she wrote. It was called... Um, oh, I know which one you mean. Like It's called like 10 Years, 13 Days or something like that. And it was incredible. And she lived in the house with this guy. And she inherited it. Did she, she inherited inherit it the in house. The she still lives there. She lives there, right. Right. Of course, there's... Um, who was the, the Fritzel? Yeah. Joseph Fritzel. I mean, that was was incredible because he built like a secret basement and loads of different doors and stuff. And yes, she had cells they were, she they? had kids by him, didn't mm -hmm. she? Mm -hmm. And his wife knew about it, didn't she? Didn't she? Well, how could you? Know? How could you not? What are you doing down in the basement? Nothing. Right. It's just you just brought a baby out with you. Well. It is, um, and of course, there were the three women that were Natasha well, Kampuch. Natasha Kampuch was the book called. It's called Three Thousand and Ninety Six Days. Yeah, it's some book. I, 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 do you know? I've, I've not seen that for a while. Maybe I, I had a big clear out of books. Maybe I had a clear out of that. It's some book. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, but it just goes to show you do not know what's going on. In people's houses, you don't know. And all these people that are missing... There are loads of people who've gone missing. Who knows how many more people are being kept in that kind of way? People. Um, uh, the Washington Sniper has a book by the police chief. It was motivated by racism. The older one was executed. The younger life without parole. Gosh. Any books about Fritzel? Um, but then... But then doesn't it sound, you know, isn't it weird that we, I mean, the Natasha Kampuch book is um, is great because it is, it's her story. She's written it and um, it's all about her development and, and the psychological trauma and, and, and all of that. And so kind of she's wanted to share that story. If there's a book about Fritzel, it'd be written, it won't be written by the daughter, I'd imagine. It'd be written mm. by, by police policeman who wants to make a few quid. So there's something quite macabre about wanting to read those things but i do find them fascinating i find them fascinating that what was it there were the three women recently weren't there in the state recently probably a year or two ago that had been held by these um, were they mexican yeah i think so they were bad hombres i think <laughs> is the phrase now very, Understatement. very bad hombres um and they'd been held for about 10 years hadn't they mm. there was also, there was one in London recently, wasn't there? The Mark, the Marxist or Maoist? He was a Maoist, oh. and it was his daughter and his ex-wife or something, wasn't it? And I, I've just joined the dots. I've just joined the dots. Um, it was yeah, and his ex-wife, and he kept them prisoner. 
and they thought he was magic and they thought that he would put a like spell that. on them or something if they went and i've just remembered something that i didn't tell you oh you know i went to meet some gary glitter fans yes right um the last two i met the lady and the gentleman mm-hmm. only five more years until the release party were telling me something fascinating and i forgot to tell you oh. this i totally forgot to tell you this um and i can't remember all of the story unfortunately and i didn't record it but um i don't want to say the wrong thing i don't want to make this story bigger than it is but they were in communication online with a fan this was it this was it they were in communication online with a fan that wanted to send gary glitter some presents in prison paul gad some presents right and they got in touch with one or both of these two because they were big fans, quite well known in the community, saying, look, I'm a big fan of Gary Glitter. What can I send him in, in, in prison to show him my support? And they said, well, um, you know, this and this won't get through. You know, this, but if you knit something, that he'll probably get that. He likes knitted socks. He likes blue socks or something, I think right. is his thing. Um, and so she knitted these socks and she sent it in. And they, they opened up this conversation online and she's going, the, the, the people I met were asking this woman, why, you know, why Gary Glitter? And she was quite gushing in all these messages about her love for Gary Glitter. And she's going, well, he got me through a really difficult period in my life. When I was young and growing up, his music was the only thing that I was allowed to listen to. And it kind of, you know, it was about freedom. And blah, blah, blah. and it was the daughter of the Maoist guy. <gasps> it was the woman who'd been held prisoner right in that house oh my word she was a big gary glitter fan because his music had meant so much to her imagine flip it imagine not only is your dad pretending to be magic not only is your dad keeping you prisoner in his house the only thing he's letting you listen to is gary glitter i mean does it, it just gets worse and worse doesn't it she knew what he'd done yeah 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 yeah. but the music meant was the thing. so much to her it was so powerful for her gosh Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, there are three Fritzel books, and I just don't know which one to um, to get. Oh God, there's uh, yeah, there's three. Well, no, there's four. Okay, the, the, the three that the three the top three that come up: House of Horrors, two thousand and eight; mm. The Crimes of Joseph Fritzl, two thousand and eleven; uh, and Monster, two thousand and eight. Mm. Monster. Well, I don't know which one to um, to get. I mean, I, and I know it's uh... God blimey. Look at this. this is a t- title for a book: "Tortured, Abused, and Neglected by Britain's Most Sadistic Mum." Um, that's going to be a tough old read. Um, uh, Have a look at the reviews after. Yeah, well, there's, there's the. This is the thing. There are so. I, 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 what I need is I need a listener to um, get in touch and tell me um, which one I need to read. Mm. Um, but of course, if you do order that one, you're going to get because you like this. You might like that. You might like this. How to? You might. You know. You might shovel in a pickaxe. Oh God, awful! There's uh, an awful story going on at the moment in um, Hong Kong. Is it? 
Oh, the the man, the, the guy the, who was sex. Yeah, just taking loads of cocaine and killing um, sex workers. I've I have deliberately avoided awful looking at that story um, because it sounds. I I I, team, I, I kind of stopped reading about horrific murders and whatnot. When those two kids killed that, that that dinner lady, that woman and oh, her daughter, yeah, 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 I read a little bit of that when it was the case was going on, and I thought, oh, this is so horrific. I don't want to know about know, anymore. I know what you mean. And then, and then I was kind of they were reporting it on PM once they'd been found guilty. Uh, once she'd been found guilty, he admitted to it, and I found myself listening to quite a lot of the report. And then think, actually, I don't need this in my head, man. No, no, no. And I turned it, I turned it off. But it was just grim. And the bit about the copper finding the little girl just, and shouting at her oh, to wake up. Hey. That made me cry. That I, I've, I only read one report, and that was enough. That was, I, and again, I don't know why I read it. Why do we do this? I guess you. Is it concern? Is it curiosity? I don't know. Well, I don't know, but it was. Um, so I, I'm not reading. Um, t- I'm not reading too many. Uh, well, that guy was uh, something else. Well, the whole thing was just. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, well, I know why they did it, but the the press made a really big thing that they. And after that, they curled up in their pajamas to watch vampire romance movies. All right, so they're watching Twilight. I don't quite understand as though Twilight had somehow inspired them. To go off and uh, and well, do whatever I mean, they got and up only to. some of the papers reported that they were having sex with each other as well that night. I mean, it was the kind of <sighs> they're into a lot of things that kids shouldn't be into. Yes, yes, yes and I yes. don't think it was the movie What Done It. No, exactly. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to um, give us a call, you're more than welcome to. There's a picture of two cats with David Bowie's eyes. Oh. It's ground control to Major Tomcat. Because you know David Bowie had different colour eyes. Yeah, I do, yeah. So he got smacked in the eye. That was how it happened. Yeah, didn't he have one really dilated pupil? Is that what it was? No, they're different colours. Oh. One's blue and one's green. Yes, you can see his eyes. His eyes is there. One, one's blue and one's green. All right. Cause they were, I think they were both blue and then he got smacked in the eye as a kid. Um, Pets Iris and Abyss have mismatched peepers like music legend David Bowie. The twin moggies who live in Russia have different coloured irises due to a genetic quirk. So they can thank the Gene Genie. <laughs> oh, that was good! For their 70,000 Instagram followers. And they've done the thing that um, we all like when they do in newspapers. Songs? They've done songs. Okay. Suffragette Kitty. Oh. Life on Mouse. That doesn't even work. Mm. Space Odd Tabby. Odd Tabby. <laughs> Young Americats. No, no. Pets Dance, that's a good one. Yes. And, well, it's supposed to be Golden Years, Golden Purrs. No. I mean, that's... That's, 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 that's two-minute slapdash work, that. Yeah, no, that. No high fives in the newsroom that day. They've, um... They, they, that is rubbish. That's work experience. I mean, that really is very, very... Uh, that's really poor. I'm sure we could do better than that. Let's not... Let's not bother. But I'm sure we could... I'm sure you guys could, if you uh, if you really thunk about it, you could. What have I written down here? Look. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 
Oh, yeah, here we go. This is, oh, this is brilliant. This is what I wanted the whole show to be about. I oh. knew there was something. I knew there was something. It's got toe hurt. Upload dad cuts off two tootsies with pliers. Get in there, sunshine. What was the first word? Op-blow. Oh, what's that mean? Operation. Means he didn't get the operation that he wanted. So, and there he is. <gasps> There's Paul. There's Paul with his pliers. Glum face. Oh. He took his toes off. An ex-soldier. Oh, of course he is. Like Rambo. Tough guy. Remember we had um, an old man pull a tooth out live on air with the, with pliers. Yeah. Do you remember a, that? After a lot of vodka. That was yes. There was a lot of vodka was involved, but that was that was absolutely brilliant. Is that what we won the Sony for? Was it? It was should it, have been. Should have been. This uh, this old guy pulled his tooth, teeth out with a uh, pair of pliers. He was always doing it, apparently. And wasn't he the guy who used to sometimes glue them in? Yeah, he did. Well. That makes sense, though, because if you, if you, because, what is gum made of? Is gum plastic? Hmm? Is gum made of the same thing they make plastic out of? What, your gums? Yeah, in your mouth. Is no. It, well, what is it then? You tell skin, me. Skin, it? It's not skin. It is. Well, it's not, how come it, okay, first of all, how come it's a different colour to skin? Well, like your lip skin. Can I, can I say something that might sound racist? Go on. How come black and white people have different colour skin? Mm. Got the same colour gums. Shows we're all the same inside, really, I suppose, doesn't it? Yes. So it's the opposite of racist. It's actually nicest. Yeah. But um, but how come? I'm not a biologist, but... Wouldn't it be funny if, um, like, um, you know, black people had blue gums and we had, like... Well, we've got pink ones, but we had, like, under green gums. Or, do you know what I mean? Mm. There's a bit more variety. The human body is very boring. Very samey. Very, very samey. There's not enough variety. Okay, so we've got the black and we've got the white and we've got the, the Chinese and the Japanese and we've got the... We got, okay, we got, but it's all, it's, all, it's all variations on a theme. Mm. There's not as much diversity amongst human bodies as I would perhaps like to see. Mm. You know, it's, you know the, the different shape of the eyes, perhaps a di- slightly different shape of nose. But that's it. It's not as if you get some people that have got like Spock ears. You know what I mean? Spock's ears are different, and that's brilliant. Or they've got an ear coming out of their bum hole. Right? Do you know? Or, or I can't really think of what evolution might be preparing that person for. Um, to um, hear low down. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's so many. <laughs> Well, how many times have you had to bend down to listen to your kids? kids. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, they grow though, don't uh, you? Then uh, what you do with that spare ear? Um, it an, falls off. An ear, n- not in your bum hole, because that would be disgusting. Mm. But certainly near your bum hole, I think that would be absolutely uh, marvelous. There was a lad in the uh, paper the other day who had a wagging tail. Was that? Yeah, it was massive, and it had grown. No, I bet it did during puberty. Yeah, they can do. They can do. That's, I mean, that's that's very, very common. Is it? Oh, it's like one in five people have tails. Yeah, I know, but don't you always have it? It's just an, it's just a, a lengthened coccyx, isn't it? Sorry? Hmm? What do you mean you always have it? No, you have it removed. No, I don't you have it bo- you get, you get it born docked, with it? You get it docked like this to do with Cocker Spaniels. You, you bite it. <laughs> I miss no, but that. Aren't they generally born with them, though? I've never heard of them growing Errol, longer. Errol Flynn, I told you this the other day, Errol Flynn, at the age of 13, his job, his job at the age of 13 was to castrate sheep with his teeth. He would bite their balls off. Mm. Imagine that. That is brilliant. What a summer job. I've seen that done. Really? On the telly, yeah. By a 13-year-old boy? 
No, by a celebrity. I would like to see a 13-year-old boy bite a lamb's balls off. I think that's probably frowned upon. I'd like to see a 13-year-old boy bite a lamb's balls off. Make it happen. Yes, sir. That would happen. But they don't just bite... They don't, like, bite the whole thing off. There's a technique to it. Well, yeah, of course. They sort of nip the bottom of it off. Yeah. Of the sack. Yeah. And then they drag the insides out with their teeth. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they nip off the little tubes. Oh, okay. There's a technique. I'll try, I want to find the passage. If anyone's got Errol Flynn's autobiography, 0844... That wasn't the fact I thought you were going to tell me about Errol Flynn. He had a massive dick yes, as well. Him and Roddy McDowell. Um, here we go. Here we go. I'll, I'll, re- I'll read you an extract from his book. Go on. Um, hang on, let me find it. I was the newest man and had to begin at the bottom, right? This is when he's working on a sheep ranch in Australia. When he's he's written this himself, has he? This is from his autobiography. Oh... The bottom of the sheep itself, literally. I was one of four men in in a line, an assembly belt for sheep shearing. The first man took the young hoggit, as a young lamb was called, and he had to dag him. That is, he must get rid of the blue bottle flies and all the ex- accumulated excreta around the tail. This he did by holding the sheep in his left hand, and his right hand went in and dagged the sheep. He grabbed a handful of the sheep's excrement, <gasps> tossed it aside, and passed the sheep on to the man next to him. The next man was me. Oh, no. All I had to do was stick my face into this gruesome mess and bite off the young sheep's testicles. Dagger hog it. I had good teeth. I put my nose into this awful smelling mess, my teeth solidly around the balls of the six-month-old sheep, and took a bite while I held him upside down. My nose was in fur and ordure. I bit and spat out the product into a pile of what they called prairie oysters. Oh! The sheep never let out a bleat. You bit, you spat out something like a couple of olives and passed it on. Every day I had my proportion of oysters. The blue bottle flies swarmed all over me. That is a proper job by a proper geezer, 13 years old... Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, just, I just pray to God that one day my my boys will get a job like that. Make Daddy proud. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, I meant to mention this, and he's called in. I meant to mention this. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from New Zealand, it's Tom. Hello. Hey, Tom, how are you how doing? Good. Yeah, good, thanks. What kind of cake? A lemon drizzle! Of course. How was your journey over to New Zealand, Tom? Was it long and arduous? It it was, yeah, it's quite painful, yes. How long long Um, is the flight? I made it. Uh, 14 hours and then 10 hours. With a four-hour stopover in Singapore. uh, I mean, that's that's two very long flights. Listen, for those who don't remember, Tom is very, very powerful in the (laughs) theatre... Um, he's up yes. there, and he came on saying he was... What was the show? I can't even remember what the show was you're doing over there. Oh, Priscilla! The show is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, yes. Um, and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he, the reason he, he popped into my mind is because someone asked my sister yesterday on Twitter, who lives in New Zealand, oh, did you ever go and see that show that that listener mentioned? And I must admit, I'd completely forgotten about it. And my sister yeah, tweeted... She is coming this season. When is she coming? Tonight. Oh! Hey! 
Um, and... so I'm meeting your sister tonight. <laughs> That's so funny. Tom, thank you so, so much. You're so kind. I, she, she tweeted a brilliant thing saying, yes, and he's even invited us for a backstage tour. <gasps> Tom. Of course, yeah. She'll get the backstage tour from me, so she'll get to meet me, and I'll show her everything. Oh, um, Tom, you're listen, you're, Tom, you are you're so kind. You're 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 very kind. Make sure that my <laughs> either my right. sister or my brother-in-law buys you a drink at the very very least uh, to say thank you. Has the show the, the show's been going for a couple of weeks? Has it? Yeah, it has been running for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going very well. Yeah, selling out. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, it's great fun. And people are loving it. How long is it on there for? Uh, we have another two weeks of shows, and it runs until the 14th of November. And then do you come straight back, or do you get a bit of time out there? Uh, I come straight home. I'm actually leaving the show before the end, because I've got another job, so I have to fly. I'm flying home next week, but it runs for another two weeks after I leave. Oh, look at you, busy in the theatre world. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, you know. Yeah, keep busy. Oh, well, uh, so, did, yeah. did, um, did, uh, did Id's family get in touch? Uh, no, I haven't been in touch with Ed, but Noses. I can. I was I was expecting to speak to him actually, but uh, he can tweet me, and I can sort out some tickets for him. Well, where is Ed? Ed's He's in, away with his girlfriend. Ed's gone off to spot. Forget about him, Tom. He's a loser. Oh, he's in Barcelona. Yeah, what a loser. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tw- Tom. Remind me of your well, remind me of your Twitter name, Tom. Uh, it's just uh, Tom French UK. Tom, I'll, yeah, right. get Ed to send me a message, and I'll sort out some tickets. Oh man, you are the this is the, this is the nicest guy. We, well, listen, Tom, we owe you. If you, I, I, I know it's not on the same scale, but if you ever want to come to any of our our events, even if they're sold out, we can sneak yeah. you in. Thank you so much. I will. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, I'm glad you're having a great time. Thank you for looking after my sister because um, it, it means a lot. So thank you, man. That's right. Thank you, mate. Was there any, is, is that it? Is that what you wanted? Oh. That that was it. I was just going to say, yeah, meeting her tonight, and it's uh, the afternoon here, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go to work. <laughs> nicer man, thank you very much. What a nice man! Look at that. You see, look, look. Uh, yes, I'm, I expect to get free stuff. I'm a big celebrity, <laughs> but um, looking after my sister like that is, um, uh, uh, is is very very kind. Yeah, it was nice of him. It was very nice of him. We didn't find out what show he's got over here. We might be able to blag some free tickets for that. For me. Well, slowly, slowly, catchy tickets. An ex-soldier lopped off... Oh, wait, 444991000, by the way. An ex-soldier lopped off two of his toes at home without painkillers after getting frostbite. Tough guy. I toes... Did Randall Fiennes pick his off? Yeah. Toes, I think you could do. Because toes, there's not re- Well, you know you broke your you break your little toe about six times every year. Mm-hmm. That's true. Really? You, yeah, yes, you do. Because the bones... I could cut my little toe off with pliers now and it would be all right. Wouldn't you fall over? Don't you need your little toe no, for balance? No, 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 no. That's a myth. That's a myth. Oh. Um, I could cut my little toe off right now and I'd be all right. Mm. It would It would smart a bit, but probably it probably would hurt less. You know when you... Um, um, you, you Like, you're pulling your toenails off and you do the big toe... But it goes down too far, and the yeah. point goes down, and you yeah. pull that bit off, and yeah. it bleeds. Yeah. It probably cutting off your little toe probably hurts less than that, and probably bleeds less than that. Oof. I don't want to try either of those things anytime soon. If I still drank, I, I'd, 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 and I was drunk now, I would cut a toe off now. Oh, stop it! Well, that's I good... would cut a toe off. What one of mine? Well, I cut one. I cut one of mine off. Listen, this, this Paul Dibbins, fifty-seven, can do it. Yeah, but we were frostbitten, so you probably couldn't feel them anyway. Paul Dibbins, fifty-seven. 
removed them with a Swiss army knife, Oof. pliers and scissors, when told he faced a six-week wait for surgery. So the, the, the hospital was going to do it. That makes me feel sick. He just, he was impatient. Flipping brilliant. No. He claims a surgeon who inspected his hour-long living... Hour? Oof. What you doing, Paul? Cutting my bloody toes off. What are you doing that for? You're going to get blood all over me new carpet. Thought you are going to hospital. Uh, won't be able to see me till th- December. Oh, you bloody... Well, listen, right, do it, but you clean up after you. I'm going up to bed. You come up when you're finished. Not going to bleed all over the bloody sheets. Oosh. He claims a surgeon who inspected his hour-long living room amputation told him it was textbook. <laughs> Paul said... I bit the bullet and cut off the toes. My doctor said they were going to kill me. He got frostbite. (laughs) Guess where he got frostbite? He's an ex-soldier. Guess where he got frostbite? Lytham. Not far. He got frostbite in his right foot while spending three hours fixing a car on a bitterly cold day in March. March? was mild, wasn't it? Doctors told film restorer Paul of Buckfastly Devon the leg would have to come off below the knee due to complicated... I bet he'll take that off as well. What are you doing now? Taking leg off below knee. Oh, you silly bugger, Paul! Due to complications linked to his diabetes. Oh, blimey. The former Lance Corporal said he was being wheeled into theatre when the operation called off after... was called off after another overran. He discharged himself. Bet his feet were discharging as well. <sighs> and spent six. What's so funny? Why are you so funny about feet? I just. Oh, it's just any. Oh, anything like that. Chopping things off. John Wayne Bobbitt, isn't it? <sighs> I'd chop someone else's off, but not me own. He discharged himself and spent six months trying to treat his tr- toes, but they developed potentially fatal gangrene. God. Paul got another hospital surgery, but didn't want to wait. One and a half months. One and a half months. They're six only saying, weeks. Yeah, they're only saying that because they said six weeks earlier mm. on. But no one says one and a half months. That's a stupid way to, to say time. Wife Elaine, 57, added, I couldn't be in room while they did it, but I know that he had to do it to save his foot, his leg and his life. He's always been a survivor. Well, he has up till now. But one day he won't We're be. We're all survivors at this point. Yeah, one day he won't be. One day he'll be dead. You've got to respect that. Yeah, but it shouldn't come to that, should it, when people are doing their own operations? Oh, don't... Oh, don't turn this into a... Oh, it's cuts. A, no, exactly. Literally. Yeah, in his living room. Don't turn this into a save the NHS rant. Save the NHS. For once, for once, for God's sake, the, the NHS has done a good thing here by discharging this man... And let, he's got a brilliant story. If I had to cut a toe off, right? Oof. What a brilliant story to have. Imagine you're, you're, you're at a dinner party and the conversation runs dry. It's silent. Hey, do I ever tell you about time I cut my toe off? Yeah, have a look at this. Have a look at that. I did that myself in the living room. Told you about what my granddad did. He drilled through his finger. That's quite common, yeah, when, when you get the... The, 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 the blood... Building yeah. up behind your fingernail. Yeah, that's quite common to do that. But he did it with a manual, not an electric. Did, mm. he, did he have an electric? I think it was an electric, yeah. Oh, right, OK. Because it'd be a manual. Don't try this at home, guys. Well, you could do one of those. That would be tough. Well, yeah. you'd have to... you need two hands to hold that. Well, exactly. So you'd have to get someone else to do it. Or do it with your knees. I'd work a way out of it. Well, yeah. 
I told you I had to put a V-Lux blind up the other day. It took me an hour and a half to get one of the screws in because it was, it was at an angle. I had to do it with my me, me le- left arm at an angle. I had no purchase. It took me an hour and a half just to get the screw in. So How I'd many imagine... times did you think about giving up? I never, never, oh. never did not cross. I spent an hour and a half making no progress. No, never give up. Never. I'm, I'm not letting Velux get the better of me. I don't think so. No, I, t- I taught those guys um, a lesson. I hope Pride of Britain are listening. Very, very soon, very soon, the Pride of Britain. Why is um, Carol Vorderman the face of the Pride of Britain? Because uh, she got rear of the year. Dial M for makeover as BT gives phone boxes a futuristic facelift. What for? No one uses them. Um, well, no, they're going to have little seats in so you can actually do a wee and a poo legitimately. Or have sex like that couple I saw in Nottingham. Most of us probably can't remember the last time we used one. Now BT are attempting to make phone boxes more relevant <laughs> by offering free calls, super fast Wi-Fi internet, Oh, here we go. Oh. And charging points in the kiosks. The facilities, branded as link sites, will also have touchscreen computers, which offer access to, to maps. I tell you, the best thing as a kid, the best thing as a kid, and this is before we had video games, before we even had the Binatone, the best thing as a kid, and it was like the old-fashioned equivalent of, of um, touchscreen, was the big map on the edge of Slough, and you had buttons to press, and it would light up. <laughs> yes, I that was, and we never. It was you right are here. It, yeah, it was right at the end of the high street by the library, but it was a weird place that we didn't really go very often. So it was a real treat. It was a real treat to go and stand by this map. And I remember it being massive. And like in my head, I remember like a row of like a hundred, and there were like big silver buttons, big knobs. I remember about hundred. There were probably about twelve, but I could stand there. All day. Just going, right, you are here. There. Library. Oh, there it is, over there. (laughs) Uh, Just, it was the most fun you could have. The most fun. Do you see those anymore? No. I love, I love you are here maps. I don't know why. There's something about... I'll tell you the most fun was going into WH Smith's. This is when I was nine years old... On a Saturday morning, my mum would go to shopping in Slough and she'd leave me in WH Smith's or Boots for two hours while she went off and we'd play um, Spectrum. We'd play the Spectrum games. <laughs> Until Boots got a bit wise to it and they um, they w- didn't have games preloaded up. They uh, And they would get wise. And that is why, you know I've got bandy legs. Genuinely, this is why I think I've got bandy legs. Because you'd stand there for two hours playing Spectrum games. Yeah. And I would stand there with my foot kind of pushed against my leg like that. And then I'd get tired and I'd swap up. But basically, two hours a week. You reckon you banded your legs like yeah, that? Yeah, and because you're flexible at the age of 9, yeah, 10 yeah, and 11. Bones. Soft bones. I gave myself bandy legs. Brilliant. Brilliant. Pride of Britain again. The first Link London kiosks will be installed in Camden, North London, next year, where people will be able to go and skin up spliffs in them. <laughs> they will last three weeks. And um, in- instead of uh, those cards advertising O&A levels, you know what O&A levels mean? I do now. You? you taught me that. Yeah. I didn't know that till this year. They will have virtual reality prosy cards. <laughs> well, that's great. O&A levels. Makes it sound like they're... Um... I did wonder why the qualifications were yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's outrageous. For the it? chit-chat. That's it. That's your lot. Back tonight at 10 o'clock. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Follow me on Twitter. Ta-ta. 
Talk Radio. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.